I'm Commander Shepard, and the Unnamed Games Podcast is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Shepard out. Good morning, people of the internet. It's a bit of a change this week. I am back hosting in place of Mr. Indiana Bond. Once again, he said something about shaving his legs and he needed a weekend off for it, apparently. So uh, yeah, he's taking a break, but I have the usual reprobates with me. On this side over here, Mr. Thunderlips McQueen. How's it Morning, going, buddy? Sir, Phil, sir, Phil, Officer Phil, sir. Excellent, sir. Thank you for your attendance. For anyone who doesn't understand, I like to run a tight ship on this podcast. I gave the more strict <laughs> timings for each of the segments. He's, picked, he's cool. completely picked the wrong couple of guys to try. I love and it. I love it. He's, 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 I love the way he opens with. I like to, the, the timings. And yet, like, we had a, a vague time when we we're going to start. We all got on for when we we're going to start. And now we're half an hour late. He runs a tight ship, though, Alan. Yeah, a tight yeah. ship. As I was saying, <laughs> it got blown out of the water before we even started recording. And the second voice below me down here. Mr. Rats the Tweets, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm good, mate. I've got coffee and I've got a can of the mighty Iron yeah. Brew to get Iron Brew. Uh, made in Scotland from Gardens. Sorry about the uh, probably poor Scottish accent. Just bizarrely, like I, I've got Iron Brew because the other day I found a video on YouTube, again, YouTube algorithm, of a, an American guy reacting to Iron Brew adverts. And I watched some of the classic Iron Brew adverts and I've forgotten how genuinely genius iron Bruce marketing team is like it's genuinely some of the best advertising i've ever seen uh after send you a couple guys to, to just watch just, just to topic. say other soft beverages are available and we are not sponsored by iron brew although we, but would we accept, can be sponsored we, by we, iron we brew, yeah. yeah we yeah. would totally <laughs> accept sponsorship if, if you're watching but we're not currently just yes. i would at least wear a t-shirt or maybe replace the lovely sheet I have here with something that says Iron Brew if they were to I, I think if it's Iron Brew, we all need to dye our hair and beards bright orange. Hold on, out, 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 out. Yeah, because we didn't get beaten up enough at school. <laughs> me and Craig dyeing our hair. Are you just taking the mickey now? Like, me and Craig dye our hair? Come on, mate. Like, Please, you know. please, if you turn me upside down, <laughs> you get you. <laughs> Except for I need to shave first, obviously. But uh, yeah. Yeah. we could just colour you in with like a felt tip or something, Ratley. That'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> or a highlighter. Just paint me while you're at it. Yeah, just get the roller out. <laughs> see, see, we've already oh, started that. digging into Phil's omnipotent presence. We haven't even started, and we've managed to waste a whole five minutes of the pod talking about complete nonsense. Phil, Excellent. you don't stand a chance. I know Excellent. I don't. But I keep trying. Do you know what? I even wrote on the running orders like five minutes each, and they already just shot it down. So <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> so uh, my fans need to know what I've been up to this week. You know, I mean, it's that important. is true. And far be it to make them wait any longer. So I'm going to go straight to Chris. What have you been up to this week, buddy? <laughs> what have you been up to? Talk to me. Uh, well, I've been painting a lot. I've had a couple of commission pieces to do. One which is still a secret, and I can't show at the minute, so I won't. I won't reveal it because it's for somebody for a surprise. So, no spoilers there. Uh, and one was just a paid commission. They got that finished, which was nice. Um, uh, then, um, yeah, I've been painting some other bits and pieces, doing a bit of printing. Um, you know, doing that. And then I watched a few things on the Netflix machine. Um, the Netflix machine. Well, actually, right. I, what I yeah. So I watched. Uh, I watched Car Masters Rags. To, uh, sorry. Rust to Riches, season three. Um, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure. Well, I guess a guilty pleasure. I, 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 I kind of love, love it. this show. 
yeah this show's this great show. i mean there's, there's there's two reasons i love it like you make really killer like custom cars and constance is really hot um you know, you know? yeah so, yeah she's got a solid has, model profile going on yeah on it has Instagram. it has that it has that thing over other shows but um they make these really killer one-off custom cars in america like um uh, and some of them are really really mad you can see like obviously what's going on in the video now and like absolutely mind-blowing some of the stuff they come up with and i love it and they're a good bunch of characters really interesting stuff the ideas are cool they are like genuinely unique uh and season three dropped the other day and i binged the hell out of it basically i, I really yeah. enjoy that show and i, I recommend it. like cars i watched it in one day i just I was yeah. like oh yeah. car masters <laughs> bing yeah. it's uh, i've seen a few of these like you know uh upscaling cars or you know getting old cars and redoing them and i don't think anyone does it quite like these guys do it this, the gotham garage guys they're really cool um really enjoy it like they're and i said they're a cool bunch of guys as well good bunch of characters um yeah i mean really enjoyable and they they, they leave it on a suitable cliffhanger for first oh, season four that absolutely killed me so season one <laughs> and two it's like one one or two builds per episode yeah but what they did with season three is they do like two builds but you get to the end of it and then they wouldn't tell you how it turned out until the next episode yeah so it just forced yeah. me so i was like I need to know did they sell it yeah, did they lose yeah, money it's... and then i have to watch the next episode and it, it's like five hours straight i think to watch everything make yeah well, I, what one of the highlights to me was when he redid his uncle's bike from the fire damage and uh yes. i won't like explain how to do it but like that that as a just a concept was awesome i thought it was really cool so yeah i definitely recommend if you're into really cool custom like stuff that's a great show to watch um i also watched on netflix actually uh just recently um a thing called bake team now it sounds uh, like a little bit wishy-washy, but I, I really okay. love watching anyone who's great at anything do anything. Um, like, so if you're really good at anything, it's always quite interesting to watch someone who's real master of their craft. And this bake team is is basically this woman's got like four, four great masters of their craft to make like custom desserts, and they they compete for like friendly competition to win the the chance to be the, the featured dessert at someone's birthday party or whatever. And there's usually a, a story that goes along with it, you know. And the first one there's this woman and she has two kids and then she wants to make this like special like birthday cake for their party because they're having a joint birthday party and what they actually end up with isn't a cake this guy makes a like a, a four foot dragon egg out of chocolate and it's <laughs> right, okay. it, honestly like it's 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 masterful to watch these people make this but you get to see all this like different process and stuff and i, and I mean it's probably because i can't eat it as well i'm like, not allowed any of it so i'm just like torturing myself but honestly like if you if you just like seeing people who are exceptionally good at what they do and it's a, a crafty like you know uh whether it be you know artistic or whatever these people are are artists in desserts like honestly some of the stuff they come up with is amazing like and i, I can't recommend it enough it's just a nice fun little show good no brainer put it on it ain't going to be like heavy sci-fi and dealing with political themes it's just nice to watch people who are great at something do something they're great at and enjoy it so yeah i did that um uh, and then I've completely forgotten what the other thing I was going to talk about. Phil, remind me. Uh, I'm it used, was, used, used I'm to... going to prompt you with a video. Oh, of course. Of prompt course. you with a video. I, I didn't did pre-watch this. this. Come on. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I, 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 I went, I, I forget what happened. I was walking somewhere and I was like, something came along. I was like, do you know what? I haven't watched in years and I really fancy a watch of is Dog Soldiers. And... I don't know how it came about in my mind, but I was like, I got it in my head. I need to watch this. Now I looked around all the streaming platforms, couldn't find it. And I had to rent it in the end because I don't actually own a copy, which I'm disgusted with myself for. So I rented it from, uh, from uh, Google play three pound 50. I can't recommend if you, if you, if you're into kind of black comedy slash horror, uh, slash that this is one of my favorite films I've seen in years. It's a werewolf movie. Um, but 
it's it's also quite low budget, so don't expect any like like underworld yeah, standard. We're not, talk, we're not talking there. CG werewolves here either. Yeah, we're talking it's proper very costume low werewolves. budget. It's yeah, proper um, full big head costumes, but it and you can tell they're people in costumes, but it doesn't yeah. matter because it's not supposed to be a scary movie. Exactly that. It, yeah. it, it, it's a it's a horror movie, but with a hell of oh sorry, my phone's nope. got the volume on. With, with a lot. <laughs> so let me just mute that for everybody. Um, yeah, so and it's it's done by Neil Marshall, who is also the director of. Um, let me get this right. He actually did the Descent, which is a proper is, horror movie. That's proper yeah. scary. That film, which is proper one of my scary. favorite horror movies of all time. It's and what an ending on that. That is bleakers. Like oh let's hell, even, that. Let's not even talk. We're going off topic, but let's not even yeah. talk about the second movie, which completely ruins the ending of the first movie. Oh, supposed yeah. to be ambiguous but that's a whole conversation all on its own oh where's uh, phil gone <laughs> um, he did, he did, he's obviously picking his nose he's had to go off screen um but yeah uh, uh, what else is he direct he, he recently directed and i see i feel sorry for for neil and telling people this but he actually directed the most recent uh hellboy with david harbour which is an the absolute travesty of a movie no offense to david harbour who does a brilliant bit brilliant turn but the movie itself is awful but these are the first two movies that neil did do um, Dog Soldiers and then he did Descent and by quite frankly there is best two movies Dog, yeah, Soldiers, Dog Soldiers is just ridiculously yeah. funny and yeah, it's and just fun and yeah. enjoyable and yeah. and uh, and like we found out Craig hadn't seen it and it's the trouble with Dog Soldiers like trying to explain it to somebody without spoiling it and also yeah. like what it is is quite difficult I, I said it is a horror said, bunch yeah, of but it is a comedy who've had to go on maneuvers in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. That are really annoyed because they're missing the football match, attacked yeah. by a bunch of werewolves. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically. But there's more the to it than that. There is there more is to more, it than that. There's that's the basic. But, that's, the, that's the beginning. But like, it's it's full of great British like dark humour. Like, I don't want to say it's cracking yeah. jokes because there are a few funny one-liners, but it isn't cracking jokes constantly. But it's got like that sort of twisted dark humour that we we Brits kind of like and enjoy, like very very gallows humour at points. Um, I, I genuinely can't recommend that enough no. for an hour and a half of entertainment it's just it's just great it has it has one of my as we were discussing pre-pod it has one of my favorite swearers in the game sean mm -hmm. pertwee as as this the sarge he's very sweary in it and and great in it um the, the, all the cast are great to be fair um I, I i honestly would say to you like if you've got an hour and a half you want to spend three pounds fifty on a movie I, I i recommend it over most like modern fair in its kind of class certainly if you want to if you want to watch a uh, werewolf or a vampire movie it's better than any of the last three underworld movies by a long chalk uh you know by a long chalk um you know i mean underworld's well a series that started well just to digress things and it's certainly better than every twilight movie ever made ever um you know you know uh, so you, you and me chris we quite often disagree quite strongly yeah. on a lot of things for once on this sunday morning we are completely <laughs> aligned not only on the twilight comment but on the whole of dog soldiers it is an <laughs> it's, awesome it's a movie. great film genuinely it, it is so one of the best fun best british modern seminal british movies that you will yep. ever watch if you don't like it you're a little dead inside quite frankly it's it, yeah, amazing it's wrong <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah it's just wrong it's, you can't it's, not it's like low it. budget it's fun just get get on it like watch dog soldiers it's an old film now so don't expect like we say super cg or budgets this is this is done before cg was available to everyone so you have to keep that in mind um yeah it's old school practical effects but it is it's great it's just genuinely great go watch it you know, go watch it. it. You won't, you honestly, as a piece of entertainment, you won't regret it. If you can get past a few age, you know, age-related things to just like what they had to shoot because of budget and not being able to do things modern. Uh, but I, I think in, in 20 years, that's going to stand up better than a lot of the low-budget CG we see now. 
because they haven't messed about with it. So genuinely, great direction, great pacing, great script. Fun, just a fun, fun film. Go watch it. Cool. You might that get the awesome. me and Alan really like this movie, by the way. Yeah, really <laughs> I wasn't guessing it. I've never watched it, so uh, I'm now going to watch it based you on your recommendation. What? Why do we even talk to these people, Chris? I mean, why? Why? They're, they're just heathens. How is 50% of our podcast cast crew not seen dog soldiers? I just don't get that. Like, oh. Oh. I'm disappointed immensely in you and Craig for this, you know. Yeah, I'm disappointed you immensely. Yeah. Maybe we'll remedy it. Maybe what we should do is get you to tell us what you're going to talk about beforehand and then we'll watch it so you can't just throw us under the bus. Yeah, but... that, yeah we, can, we can really do that level of planning. Yes, that's totally going to work. Yeah, it's all going <laughs> so well today, as we can see. Um, right. <laughs> We have to talk about that anyway. Uh, thank you, Chris. That was a lovely little bit around there. Now, Alan, you have many adoring fans, and as you've said, they all want to know what you've been doing this week. Technically, for the last two weeks, because you had a break last week. I so, did. talk to me, Alan. What have you been up to? Well, you know, I'm glad you asked me that, Phil. I'm really, really glad. What have I been up to? Well, I've been up to quite a lot, actually. Uh, quick update on the city skylines on the city, which is called Castle Rock, <laughs> which I've been mentioning. I'm up to 100,000 people, which is, you oh, know, that is really, number. really good. I've actually breached the last milestone, which means I've opened up, I think they're called landmarks. So you can get things like space elevators and things that do really big things to your city. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm really pleased with I had a little bit of a problem where I accidentally built a bit too much industry warehouses and ended up with a commercial, basically, I think it was a commercial depression where literally every business in the city went out of business. And, and I was like, it, it looked like it was the whole city was going to go under, but I managed to save it and managed to get back up to 100,000. Hey. So I'm really pleased because I've never got to that level of like population in this. That's Chris opening his can of iron brew there. Very subtly. <laughs> Surreptitiously, like, under the camera, because nobody noticed. But anyway, yeah, so... That's, I, I, didn't that's know you, I didn't think you'd be able to hear it, to be completely <laughs> it honest. Was, it was like you sat in the same room as me, mate. But anyway, so the, uh, the other thing I've done is I've been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering, which is something that um, uh, we're not going to talk to Chris about because he's he's an addict and he's not allowed to play it anymore. But um, it was it was that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crack for, for Chris. Um, but um, I having a conversation with Craig uh, a few weeks ago and he loves games, um, but not obviously because we do the podcast, but not just digital games, but also board games like I do and card games. Um, and we don't really talk about those too much on here. But one of those that I'm a massive uh, fan of and have been involved in for the last like six, seven years is Magic the Gathering. Um, and I said, look, if you want to play it. Um, because he tried to play, um, I think, one of the Xbox versions. And the thing is, Magic the Gathering is not an easy game to learn. Don't get me wrong. Like anything else, the basics, once you know them, uh, it, it, it's the basics. And you can get ahead and you can play it. But it can be really daunting because there are thousands upon thousands of cards with different permutations, different sets that can do. And each card has something different that you can do. Not a different ability, but they all do something slightly differently. So if you've never played it before, you can look at it and go, oh, God, it's just too much. I don't know what's going on. But I, So I, I went down to Craig's with my physical decks um, last weekend while I was off, um, and we played some open hands where basically he had his cards showing, my cards showing, and I talked through the de the basic rules and, and some of the strategies that I would use. So I kind of, as he says, played a game against myself while asking him what he would do. And in that way, we had like a game that lasted about an hour and a half, uh, and then he kind of sort of to get, started to get the gist of it. Then he played a game with his cards, held uh, 
hidden and he, he he actually won that game i think if i remember rightly i could be wrong and then when i came back he home, was quite verbal about winning that i believe actually yes yeah, yeah. he seemed very very pleased with himself and, and this is Smug. the point okay and i'm sure there are some really hardcore magic the gathering players who tell you they've made uber decks and i'm sure they have but with any game and with any card game there is always an element of luck and there are various things that you can try and mitigate within magic within your deck to make sure these things don't happen. But invariably, even the top professionals have been watching some videos of competitions where it happens, where you just don't get the right cards out. And that doesn't matter how good your deck is or how many thousands of pounds you spent on cards. Every deck, if you don't get lands or you get too many lands and not enough creatures and you just don't have the right stuff to cast, you are going to lose. And that game, second game, I say quite you know surreptitiously because it showed Craig that even with the amount of experience that he had and uh, the lack of understanding of a lot of the stuff, he could still win a game. And then I came home and got him to download Magic the Gathering Arena. And if you haven't, if you've been watching our channel, we actually did a, a, port, a, 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 a little uh, stream yesterday, 45 mm -hmm. minutes of us actually playing a game. Some fantastic graphics that Craig's put up. And hopefully we'll be playing some more. But again, Craig is starting to play that online version and starting to learn and starting to enjoy the fact that he's he's starting to understand what he's doing when he's playing cards. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it can be a steep slope, but once you start to get that understanding, I don't understand every rule and mechanism in Magic the Gathering. There's way too many. I still have to play games, and sometimes I look them up online and go, what the hell does that mean? I've never seen that before because there are so many in the game. But I still have enough of an understanding to play and be fairly... I think fairly good at it sometimes. I think, I think magic can be summed up like beautifully. There's a couple of games like it where it's a, a super easy game to learn the basics. It's an in, almost impossible game to master because it's forever moving and there are always like things. So when you get into the complex stuff, like you say, it becomes this different animal and there's so much stuff going on that it'll take you forever to become yeah. really great at the game and understand it fully. It's, it's a very complicated game, but on its surface, it's super fun and easy to pick up, play a few cards, tap a land, cast a thing, attack something, you know, like, I, I, you know, I, I've, I've had a couple of friends who played it at a very high level in the past and, uh, you know, yeah, uh, it, it, it always amazed me the commitment they've taken to learn all the ins and outs and follow the metas and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a great game because you can play it just for fun in a really casual way, or you can deep dive and go majorly hardcore on that game. Yeah, so majorly hard. So, so, and I totally agree. I mean, there, there is a whole level of complexity and strategy and cards that bounce off other cards and combos that you can, and you know, there's because there's so many cards, there's so many permutations, and it can be incredibly complex. And I've played against some players, even online, that they've got decks that you're just like, oh my God, that's just ridiculous. It's just like everything you do, they have a counter for. And it's like, how are they doing that? I don't, you know, and it's just phenomenal. But at the same time, as you say, you can just have casual games and it's it's not just about playing the game it's about collecting the cards i have one of my decks here one of my favorite decks which is my artifact deck and every, i'm still when i play the game i see new cards that come out with new sets and i'm always working on and think oh that would fit really well into my deck is there a card that it would be better than so it's a constantly evolving thing and something that I, I'm very passionate about and, and it's also about collecting as well i like to collect unique lands um, so I have like a folder where I actually collect lands. I'm sure I'm not alone in that. And I see a new land come out with new sets and I want those lands. So I, I collect them as well as play them. We have hundreds downstairs in the cupboard. I mean, I, I've actually got my wife playing it and my son. So I've, I've, I've indoctrinated <laughs> them all in. And now I'm working on Craig. Craig, you're already lost. But Phil, 
I'm looking at you, buddy. You know you want one. Just one game. You'll feel good. It'll be good. It'll be I lovely. Feel, I, 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 I can tell you, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful game, but be prepared to lose all of your money to buying cards if you get into the card collecting, because it is like... Yeah, that, that scares me deeply. But that's but the thing. It is, it's, it is a wonderful Sorry. game. It is a wonderful, wonderful game. I, I can't fault it. It's one of the best constructed games, like in terms of mechanics, there is. I don't really gel with it and like i think it's probably because of like i've got a bit of a past with magic and it wasn't really fun for me at the time but like it is you can't fault it in terms of when you look at it in terms of is it is it a well-made well put together game it's it's one of the best the that's cards, ever been made the card quality it's they're almost like mm. will it works of art everything tells you who the artist is there's a pit there's a picture part of the panel on the card it's like mm. these things are collector's items but as far as playing it as i say it is it is a rocky road but one thing i find is that playing magic the gathering arena it is kind of a, a kind of hybrid mobile game that you can play on the pc and actually work between but you can play it on your phone and it has a lot of the mechanics that that type of game would have where you can play it but what it does have is the fact it doesn't have any blockers like a lot of mobile games where it say you can't continue until you've waited 20 minutes or 20 hours or whatever. It doesn't have that. What yeah. it does have is that you have you can do challenges that will give you coins that you enable you to buy more packs and level up if you play ranked games online. And you don't have to pay any money. So you can still get packs. I've managed to get about eight to ten packs this week and I haven't spent a single penny. That but you can got... buy packs as well. You just, can. Just, yeah, yes, please. you can. And obviously, and there are people on there that have probably spent hundreds of pounds on it and have made their decks with these, like all these cards and blah blah blah. And if you're talking magic players, you know as well yeah. as I do, hundreds exactly. of pounds is like a total understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousands. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, yeah, you're totally right. But but I don't have to, and I still have a lot of fun. I'm playing against my wife. I'm playing against Craig now, uh, and it doesn't cost me a penny to do that. And I still have some really good decks on there that really kick ass, and I'm very pl- proud of. So you don't have to commit loads of financial stuff to playing the arena game if you want to spend some money. And I just did because I bought the season pass because you kind of get benefits for doing that. Um, and whenever a new set comes out, so they I think they release maybe was it four to five sets a year usually um i don't know what it is these days i think it's about that um yeah, yeah. and they has all the new cards hundreds of new cards some of which are reprints but stuff like that uh, and the same thing that all happens within the arena game as well so you can go back and collect cards from different sets and different things there's loads of game rules i'm not going to get into it and i've talked about it more than enough yes i know i've passed my five <laughs> minutes phil but i've got other th- i've got other hey, things to talk up. about I've got other things to talk about. I'm not going to. That's, that's all I'm here for. I just want to talk about myself. I don't care about the rest of you. Um, I'll play another game that I played this week, right? Hades. So that came on Game Pass on the Xbox this week. Um, and, you know, I, I played it. I played it for about two hours. And, and it, it, I can see why it won the BAFTA Game Award in 2021. I can see why it's a very polished game and it stands up against a lot of the big AAA titles. It's really, really slick. It's really, really good. However, I played a game not that long ago that was also on Game Pass called Curse of the Dead Gods. And when I played it, it's the first thing that all the reviewers said, because I was watching a lot of the reviews on it, and they were saying, this is basically the same game as Hades. It does this slightly differently. It does this slightly differently. And at the time, I'd not played Hades. It was only available on the PC, and I didn't have one. So I, I didn't know what the game was. Now that I have Hades, I can totally see what they were saying. And I have to be honest, there are lots of the elements in Curse of the Dead Gods which I actually prefer 
to the elements in Hades. And that's a personal preference. That's not to say Hades is not a great game. It's like there are just some little elements, like there are curses that you get within that game that have negative effects on you. And I haven't seen that in Hades. They all seem oh, to they're be in there. Positive. Are they? I just yeah. haven't reached them yet. Okay. Chaos, mate. If you haven't reached yeah. Chaos, Chaos Sharp shows up and gives they, you, they, they, you boons which will negatively affect you. But they, right. but they, they, they say how they work is they give you a negative effect initially. And if you can survive the four encounters or whatever number they mm. give you, they then give you a, a, a positive effect afterwards. But um, it's the same, you know, yeah, essentially they're the, they're the same game. Um, uh, and quite frankly, and yes, there's a bit more polish, I think, on uh, Hades than there is on Curse. But that's not to say Curse of the Dead Gods isn't a great game. They're both on Game Pass. So I'll be talking got, about it now, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you've got the time, download both of them. If you don't like Hades, give Curse a, a try. But they're both the same thing. Rinse and repeat. You die, you go back, you get some small bonuses to your skill sets. You keep moving forward and you can get a little bit further. Yeah, I, I've tried the boss. What's her name? Uh, one of the one of the half. Oh, um, um, Meg, Meg, yeah, Meg, yeah, Meg, the Fury, Meg, the Fury, that's it, the Fury, and she's killed me like three times. I'll get past her eventually. I know I will. Oh, I was so happy when I killed her, mate. The first time I killed her, I was like, yes. (laughs) But that's kind of the point. You just keep getting a little bit better, and you go forward, and it's randomly generated dungeons where you get a choice to go left or right, and you get better equipment, you upgrade, and you just keep going forward. It's good fun game. It's not going to keep me playing for weeks and weeks and weeks, but I'm enjoying it but if you like that you might also like curse of the dead gods i've yeah, also I, paid back oh sorry chris got something else? i was gonna say i i, I dabbled in hades i was gonna say as yeah. roguelikes go and i'm not the biggest roguelike player um like uh the last one i played was west of dead which i yeah. enjoyed and i love i love the aesthetic and the look of west left west for the west of dead and i thought it looked great ron perlman's voice acting was cool in it but the gameplay on that definitely wasn't anywhere near as engaging as the gameplay on hades and just the, the general vibe and aesthetic of Hades is more fun and draggy. It, it wants it wants me to it, it keeps me wanting to play it. Whereas West yeah. of Dead suffers from that roguelike thing of burning out on the repetitive nature a bit too much for me. Now some some players I know love the whole yeah I'm just going to keep rinse repeat and get better and faster and do better times. That's not that's not overly my type of game. Hades is definitely keeping me hooked a bit better because it's more fun and more light hearted. I think about the, the humor's way, good. Like, yeah, the, humor's the, the way good. it deals with you dying is is quite humorous. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and things like that. And so I like that aspect to it. Um, but, you know, equally, I got quite far and I was in the second part. I got out of the first thing and I was like, yeah, whoa, yeah. got to the second part, then died. And I'm right back. At, I was like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the world of roguelite. Yeah, Always yeah, back at the beginning. Like, yeah. so yeah thanks thanks chris uh and the other game which we're going to talk about a little bit more after this i'm not going to too much detail as we've all been playing the back for blood open beta we were all on last night for a good three hours playing through the the whole thing and we'll talk about that in a bit more depth but obviously i've I've really enjoyed that but we'll move on and the last thing i'm going to talk about you'll be pleased to hear phil is uh, what (laughs) is it He's looking. He's looking really tense. He's like. He's like. I've given up all hope. Is that because it's the last thing, or because you think I'm going to like what you're going to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) It could go either way, to be honest, mate. So. Um, it is is What If, which is the new animated series on Disney Plus, um, and it's about alternate universes and the Watcher and and sort of stuff like that. And if you know the Marvel universe, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and the first episode was out this week, um, and it was the uh, it was about Captain Carter. So it was the alternate universe where um, you know it isn't Captain America, but Captain Carter instead. Um, and you know, I, 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 perfectly honest, it was entertaining. It was good. I wasn't wowed. 
I wasn't like, this is like the best thing ever. I remember watching the first episode of Loki and coming away and going, oh my God, that was just amazing. I, I, I need to see next week's episode right now. I watched this and it was entertaining. It was done really well. It was slightly different story from the original story, but it's still basically in a lot of ways, the same story that I've already seen. And it did bring a couple of new things, but the animation is great. Really, really good. The storytelling is pretty good. And the voice acting is really, really good. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with the other episodes, because I think each individual episode will deal with a different what if. That's why the title is what it is. So you'll see different sorts of universes where different things happen. Out of this episode, only three have the original voice actors. I think it was Samuel L. Jackson was Fury, um, Jeremy Renner was Hawkeye, and uh, was it Sebastian Stan uh, played Bucky Barnes. He's not actually the Winter Soldier in this because the timeline is different. And But uh, it's also set back at the beginning of Captain America time. So it's all that part. But really enjoyable in the sense that it was just something new. But I wasn't wowed by it, if I'm honest. And that is me done. Fantastic. Nice. Oh, lots of good stuff in there. I'm very interested to watch that What If. But I feel like mm. it's one of those things I'd probably look forward to binging. So I might just wait until there's a few episodes out and then drop straight into it. Well, I suppose I'm the only one left to go now. Now, uh, oh, we've we run out of time, Phil. We can't, we can't talk about it. Either. Yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, time's End of the stream. Yeah, just turn it off. <laughs> uh, now, like Ratney talked about earlier, I also binged through uh, Rust to Riches, the Car Masters, and I really enjoyed that. So we don't really need to go over that again. But fantastic TV show. Uh, there's a couple other really good ones on Netflix that are similar down the line. So Rust Valley Restorers does the same kind of thing. I really they... didn't like that. I really oh. didn't like that. I, 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 I watched about one episode and a half, and that guy, the main guy, just did my tree in. I was like, I can't watch you. You're so insufferable. Really? Yeah, I really he... like them, particularly his mate Avery, because he's just the most horrendous yeah, individual. Yeah. A couple of the supporting <laughs> cast were quite cool, but the main guy, I just, oh, I couldn't stand him. Uh, anyway, sorry. I, yeah. Yeah. You didn't like so, him, I mean, Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's another one I'd, I'd, I really like because they restore old muscle cars, so I was really enjoying that. I'm watching through that again because there's three seasons of that. And they've just added uh, West Inside West Coast Customs as well, which I think they only added either yesterday or the day before which is the the main guy that's the CEO. I've forgotten his name now, Ryan something, I think his name is. But it goes behind the scenes of all the premium stuff. So it's not like the Pimp My Ride stuff. It's where they're, yeah. you know, these £100,000 plus custom builds where they're doing like a truck for the brand Spy or um, they did like um, a red Camaro for, oh, I can't remember the name of the band now, I've forgotten it, something lights or something like that. I just, they did a custom car <laughs> for the band. And it that's lined a, up with that's their song a great name for a band. I'm going to start a band and call I, it that just because it's... I don't know. I, I genuinely can't remember who it is, but it's the people that did uh, Life is a Highway for the movie Cars. So whoever that band is... Oh, Rascal is. Flats. Rascal Flats. There we go. Yeah, they made a Red Camaro because one of their new songs was called Red Camaro. So they did like a custom car for that as well. So there's some really cool stuff on there. There's some stuff in there that doesn't interest me. And there's like seven seasons, so you can skip through the stuff that isn't interesting. Yeah. But I've yeah, that's another good thing. In the past, and it was good. There was a, I think they did one, uh, there were some old seasons on there years ago, and then it's gone and come back kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's basically, yeah. it just it straight back into uh, into Netflix with all six or seven seasons. So yeah, something else to watch if you like that kind of car modding stuff. Then I've also been dipping into a couple of games this week. So the first one I wanted to show you was this one so this is chris tales and i absolutely love the aesthetic of this game this is a slightly earlier trailer for when it first released on switch but it's now on game pass as of know, a week week and a half ago um and it's very much uh, 
a kind of like a, it's got light RPG elements, like you'll find items and things like that and better weapons. But the main really cool kind of mechanic of it is you basically travel forward or backward in time. So the screen is divided up. So you can see like a triangle in the middle of the screen now. And on the left side of the triangle is the past. And on the right side of the triangle is the future. And you have this crazy little frog that wears a hat and talks to you. And you can basically jump between the past and the future. So you can I'm retrieve... So, I'm, so, I'm sorry, can you repeat that sentence again, please, Phil? That, 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 that you have a crazy little frog that wears a hat that's your friend and you jump between the past and the future. Is that what you just said? That it is, yes. And there just, are no, just so we're clear. Okay, no drugs on. involved in this game whatsoever. Okay. It's purely a sober experience <laughs> before you ask that question. <laughs> Oh, are we, uh, can I go and clarify? Are we sure there were never any drugs involved in this game? Because I'm not convinced. I, I, I'm not convinced you came up with a time traveling frog wearing a hat who's your buddy without some kind of drugs being involved. If I'm completely honest, you know, <laughs> you might you might well be right on that one. You might well be right, but yes, um, Saki, please carry on. Yeah, but I mean, for me, like you know, it's a nice kind of it's fairly simplistic. The battle mechanics on it, like you've got little menus to add different types of attack and magic. The, the main mechanic is like you can basically affect something in the current and see how it pans out in the future. So you can grab something from the past, bring it to the present to affect the future. Okay, so well, I think thanks. that's a really cool kind of mechanic to mm -hmm. it. And, you know, I quite like it. Like you run through the main little town and as you're running through, you can see like the shops falling down from like termite rot, for example, is really early on. You have to decide which shop to save from termite rot. They really and didn't build those shops very well, did they? They, they, they didn't. Well, no, materials. they didn't catch the termites. So you can run past and they're all nice and shiny in the past and all the owners look really young. And then you look in the present and they're all like kind of in their 40s and, you know, business isn't going that well. And then when you look in the future, depending on which one you save, one of them is just this dilapidated, collapsed shell of a house. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. It's well worth a look. It's on Game Pass. I think it's it's got such a fantastic art style. So highly recommend that you know particularly cool. as you guys like rogue lights and stuff it's not really the same thing it's more of an rpg but it looks cool and the other game i've been playing a lot of is uh neo replicant so i've got a little video dropped in here as well so this is the remaster and neo replicant is the japanese version because they did near automata no near automata is the current one with the androids that's like in okay. the future after this one near gestalt it's called which was basically a westernized version of this game so in the replicant version, uh, basically your sister Yona has caught some horrible disease that involves words running up and down her body and makes her very sick. Um, in the Japanese version, you play her brother, whereas in the Western version, which was released on 360, you actually played her father. So they've the, they kind of westernized it, I guess, to make the story more palatable, perhaps. Personally, I'm a big kind of Japanese and JRPG fan anyway, so I prefer the really. This, this is news to me. I, I know. you haven't mentioned Shocker. it. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. Um, so actually, uh, but I could never play the Japanese version because it was only ever in Japanese, and I don't speak. Can't Japanese. you do the whole VPN thing where you change your VPN to like that? That's language, I think. Well, no, no, it's the language barrier. You can you can buy. Wait, the game you mean you haven't learned Japanese by now, Phil? You've been playing so many JRPGs over the years, and you still haven't learned Japanese. I mean, come on, dude, some commitment, please. To my shame, yeah, I think it's about two thousand five hundred hours to learn it fluently, and uh, yeah, I just have not committed the time. I'm afraid, as opposed to you know, oh no, 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 you're saying you haven't got two thousand five hundred hours to learn Japanese fluently, Phil, and you call yourself a fan of JRPGs. Get out of here with your casual attitude. Uh, not sure know. where we're going with this, but I don't like it. Sounds like I'm being thrown under a bus <laughs> again. I'm, what, what was that picture there? That I'm sorry, that was that was inappropriate. <laughs> 
I don't, I, do you know, I didn't watch the whole of the trailer, but it's fine. that was that was that was very <laughs> inappropriate. There is, let's just say, that one was fine. fine. That was that was his like sister. Some, her some, dress looks basically like um, some mild Japanese paedophilia there at the end uh, of the trailer. Can I? Can I, can I just? Is it? Isn't near Automata the right, game? Is, it, is it near? Which has the has the achievement for like if you look up the the, the character's skirt ten times or something, it gives you a zero oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. zero point achievement for being a pervert essentially. But it's uh, like they went they, they went they I went to the trouble to actually so. put that achievement in there because they knew I that's what it, people would do. Yeah. I, I think it is near. It's near automata. Maybe it's near automata. Yeah, one of them. It's one of them. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, isn't it two B? Yeah, two B. Yeah, if you look up a skirt like ten times, whatever, you get you get you get a zero point achievement telling you're basically a pervert. You know, and it's like there's an achievement. I think they're fairly justified. I mean, I might look up once, but why would you go back for a repeat look? I mean, it's just you're just curious. You know, you think, did they bother with the underwear? Can Can you see anything? So you go and have a look. It's like when you go into a computer game and you always test to see whether the toilets flush or whether the mirrors work. It's the same thing. You want to see whether they went to the extra effort to actually program in something that you're probably not going to see. you go and have a look that's my excuse and i'm sticking to it but if Basically, you do it 10 times then you're clearly you've got some issues it, the people yeah. who do it 10 times are the same people who bought dead or alive beach volleyball for the gameplay um it's those people yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah that's so true uh, to be to be honest that one was like her, his sister and she went her, her dress basically looks like i don't know a pillow cover that they've sewed bows onto other characters like Kanye, Kanye is one of the other characters. <laughs> other characters she are available. <laughs> she basically no, she looks like she's le- legitimately wearing like some kind of negligee that's got like peepholes on it. Like it's very questionable. I'm very surprised when they remastered they didn't change her outfit. I mean, it was traditional, I suppose, because every Austin game. But yeah, it's very questionable on that one. But you don't actually play her as main character; she just follows you around for the first part of the game. So, oh, that's <laughs> cool. okay then. Yeah, that's Makes not a problem. Fine. That makes it fine. I think we should move on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that aside and the outfits aside, the gameplay is very satisfying. It's got the usual light attack, heavy attack, dodge at the right time. Um, You know, you've got various types of magic on there, lances of dark magic and... I'm not going to defend Phil's pervy nature because, like, you know, that's not that long. But I will say that everything I've heard about the near game says that if you don't play these games, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. They're so brilliantly crafted and exquisite in terms of gameplay. Like near near Automata is supposed to be one of the best games of the last generation, Um, and I I, and I keep meaning to give it a go. Me but, too. You know, I just, I just, it's one of these things that just it, something else comes along and gets in the way. I, I just, is, I just need to build my next you, industrial estate or the next train station, yeah. and that just takes me away from playing near. So you know, once, I will once, it once you start playing it though, it sucks you in. It's got this fantastic sort of way where you'll play. It's like almost a top-down twin-stick shooter, and then it'll move to like a three D action game where you're hacking and slashing and dodging, and then it'll move to like a side-scrolling action game, and it, it fluidly moves in all these different types of elements and near replicant is obviously the earlier version that does the same thing you know on the face of it it's just a three-dimensional world that you run around you hack and slash you kill a couple of sheep for some mutton sell it to the old lady to feed her kids everybody's happy <laughs> like you do like you do and then the next thing is you're in like a military complex and you're fighting robots and it's gone to like a side scroller and you're having to dodge so, so the boards, did they and it's follow like me around last february they must have followed me around because that's exactly how my february went <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> but it's what they made the game on or did the game come first and you've just been indoctrinated and you haven't realized you could it. be right you could be right I'm a robot. anyway i'm a robot 
despite my best attempts to keep us online, we've talked for 38 minutes about Scott I know, it's nearly 40 so, minutes. You, you were willing to give us five minutes each, so that was 15 so, minutes. So we've tri nearly tripled the time. I feel that's been a success, Chris. <laughs> I think we should put ourselves on the back. And, no, and Alan, Alan, we haven't even touched on Back for Blood no! yet. No, we haven't. Oh, we've got, we got, we got three news stories to get through as well. Yeah, Phil's going to be having a seizure by the time we get to an hour and a half. Gonna he's going to be dead on the floor. He's going to be perspiring like that guy from the airplane movie. Phil, Phil, you know, you know what? If you just put in there, just try and keep it short this week, lads. We probably would have gone, all right, Phil, but you gave us a time limit. <laughs> Red rag to a bull, my friend. Red rag. Naturally. Well, should we talk about Black for Blood? Because yeah, I very much want to talk about this because I had yes. my first experience playing it last night with you guys after a download yeah, debate that evening. Wow, and you know what? I, I, I didn't play Left 4 Dead or Left 4 Dead 2. So Sacrilege. this was my first foray into what, what this experience. What did you do, Phil? You haven't watched Dog Soldiers. You haven't played Left 4 Dead. I mean, why are you even on this podcast? I mean, Call what do you do? Nerd. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. I was riding mountain bikes and chasing girls at that point in time. Well, that paid off well for you, didn't it? <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. I may have taken that Thanks, step man. too yeah, far. Let's... Love you, man. Anyway, back to back for blood. So <laughs> it's my first experience. Say, you know what? Just that knife out of your back and throw it back to him, mate. It's fine. You know? <laughs> no, you can come, come around and get it later. He pulls it out yeah. of my kidneys, if you like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My first experience, I thought it was great. I mean, uh, I never played the old ones, but, you know, the shooting mechanics felt great on there. I love the fact that it's almost those really short intense stints between each bit like you sort of you get out and then you get your weapons and you buy your bits from your supply crate and then you go and you fight your way through the area and do whatever the mechanic is lifting a truck tipping over a doorway whatever it is and then you fight your first horde and then you run like mad into the next bit and then you're in the safe room and all's well with the world and then it just gets progressively harder the way you go through it so yeah i mean that i really enjoyed it i'm now looking forward to this game it is a game pass game right yeah, yes, game pass, yes definitely yeah Fantastic. Yep. I don't have to buy it. I mean, I already paid Game Pass, so technically I'm paying anyway, but you know what? It just feels nicer. Yeah, let's just be clear. That's not, it's not free because it's on Game Pass. We pay for Game Pass. We yeah. get it, you know, at, as part of our package. But, but yeah, quite just frankly, to... all the games that you get on Game Pass without sounding like a Game Pass fanboy, which I clearly am, but um, the fact of the matter is the amount of good games that we've had over the years, yeah. quite frankly, the, the, the amount... It feels like it's free. Getting, it it like almost it's feels free. like it is free, yeah. you know, so... But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, Left 4 Dead, uh, I mean, I've just said it, it is Left 4 Dead, as you said, and I think we're all going to sort of echo yeah. that same sentiment. It is Left 4 Dead, there's no question, and obviously the developers are the ones that developed the original, if not the second one, if I remember rightly. I know it's all attributed to Valve, but there's quite a few developers who were key, um, and another um, uh, developing company that actually started off the actual Left 4 Dead game and then was taken up by Valve, who then, you know, sort of published it and everything else and contributed it to its completion. And you can clearly see that in the game. Uh, uh, and it is literally, but I've been playing Left 4 Dead for uh, all of them. And I've absolutely loved them. And I was saying this, I still play Left 4 Dead 2 occasionally, put it on, I play with my son, I sometimes play with other people, and we just play and have great fun because it is a solid, it's it's all about, it harks back to the old style of gameplay where it's just fun. It's a mechanic. You go from one, uh, you start at the beginning of the level and you have to get to the end and there's like a director trying to throw things at you, hordes and special zombies and you have to work as a team to get to the end and you get to the end and there's like a bigger boss battle or event and then you get out of the level and that's what it's all about and back for blood is exactly the same and when i say exactly the same it's almost like playing left for dead 3 it should be called left for dead 3 because that's what it is but it is done ridiculously well i have to say graphically 
it's not pushing the boundaries. We're not seeing like super but it's graphics. Really but uh, yeah, exactly. I was going to say it doesn't detract it's... from the fact that you, some levels we walked into, like the one going through kind of the wood swamp area. There's this fog coming down because we had a special event missed, didn't we? And it's just like you're going through these trees and you get water. It's creepy as balls, and it's, man. That's what it was. really was. <laughs> and then we came out into that field, and there was those buildings, and the sun was coming down through the clouds. Yeah. And it did look really nice, really, really special. And some people are going to look at it with a fine tooth comb and kind of go a fine tooth comb with a magnifying glass and look at it and go, well, yeah, it's not got this 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 level of detail. But it's already happening. I, I didn't feel happening. that. I know the Sony fanboys because they're not getting it for free are a bit upset, so they're slagging off. Hang, hang on a sec, we're not getting it for free either. We're paying Game Pass. That was yes, my point of steering yes. in there because I have I, seen it's some a hatred point. come in that way. But the fact of the matter is, I could not look at it and say this is an ugly game because it really, really isn't. It does, yeah. it does, does it very well, and it looks really nice. The okay. elements that they've added to the game, which are definite improvements from the original Left 4 Dead, are stuff like the upgrading of weapons. There's much more choice in the variety of weapons. You haven't just got your three, which is assault rifle, shotgun, and sniper. You do have those classes, but you do have lots of different weapons and level up systems, which is you know kind of the same as like games like Division, but you're not having to. You know, you kind of find things that you can add on. It's that I'm not saying it's the same as Division. It's got that same kind yeah. of mechanic, you yeah. know, and, and, and an extended you... mag add a exactly. Barrel. So yeah. it's Such, subtle it gives... things that just change the feel of the guns. A bit. Yeah. yeah, it gives There's you definitely variety. some of them that really make a massive difference to the way the gun. Well, I remember changing one of the sights, and it changed, and and like one of the stats, it didn't really seem like a big deal. So I massively upped my firepower. But yeah. like what you guys know, the, the auto lock on the sniper rifle was negative. I was like left trigger, right trigger, left trigger, right trigger, left. And I was just popping zombies all over the shop. But yep. as soon as I put that that different sight on, it massively slowed the the ADS speed. And I was like, I can't use that sight. No way. I'll sacrifice the damage for the speed of the ADS all day long uh, on that gun. You know, it's just it just doesn't feel good. I, I need to have that balance. But it, and that was but like, it definitely you know. but the variety and the choice definitely made mm. you feel like you could kind they were of tangible uh, differences. Uh, exactly. Really nice I'm going to specialize in this type of loadout. And we were talking about everybody having trying to have a different gun. So we weren't all going for the same ammo because obviously yep. sometimes ammo can be a premium. Um, and it didn't always work out at one point. I think three of us had assault rifles, but we wanted yeah. to try out, we wanted to try out the different weapons. And I'm still, I'm still sorry that I took that AR off you, uh, Phil, but I'm sorry, not sorry. Cause I wanted to try it out. Nah, but cool, there was, there was, there was switched of, over to the, uh, you just sounded so sad when I said I wanted it. And you were like, well, <laughs> I've still got this crappy old gun from before, but I'll keep it then. <laughs> oh. and, and you sounded so sad. But, uh, you I'm know, sad. Anyway, but I have to, yeah, so that, that that's all really, really good. Um, uh, what else was I going to say about the actual game itself? I think, no, I'll let somebody else take over. I say one of the things on, I was going to say, like um, on that, just that one thing that you did mention was I loved some of the. We, we encountered a couple of things last night with these new tangible like moments in gameplay, like so that the one mission, the first time we actually failed as a team, which was surprising, it was the first time we failed as a team because we're not exactly the most coherent team. Um, <laughs> was uh, we had, uh, we had to, <laughs> yeah, we had to uh, evacuate over the ferry and stuff, ferry and stuff. Yeah. And as we got there, like Phil takes a massive, spectacular just nosedive off the off the thing into into death. <laughs> We've already um, run halfway across. Yeah, the we're bridge. halfway across. They go run across. <laughs> the bridge really it feels like where's the bridge ah die basically like, i went left everybody else went right yeah. and, and then and then, <laughs> and then well. Craig goes oh we're going this way ah i'm hanging off the edge i'm gonna die oh okay and then we all just died horribly yeah uh, and then we realized that maybe the thing here wasn't to hang around and fight it was to run so the next time we did it we all moved quickly and did that but then we got to the end of that thinking oh we've done it we got this here phil jumps on a minigun expecting to have a horde come at us and instead of a horde coming at us they were like here's some explosives go sink the ferry so we had to go pick up the explosives and then run back in, 
plant these explosives, fight our way back out of the ferry and, and come in. That's you know, such a good feeling. And it was, it was, it was, it was like really cinematic, really yeah. epic, really, really fun. And that's a tangible like improvement from the old Left 4 Dead games. And you know, they've 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 not just gone Left 4 Dead works. Let's modernize the shooting and give it nicer graphics. You know, and do that. They've actually tangibly looked at it and gone, we need to like give it a, a, a better, bigger, tangible like jump. I'm using yeah. tangible a lot here. Yeah. But you know, it really feels like a different it feels like the same game, but improved in in, in almost every I think respect. it's def definitely the end parts, isn't it? Because at the end of like Left 4 Dead, you knew the ending was basically horde rush. It was yeah, basically exactly. trying to yeah. outlast the, the zombies that it threw at you until yeah. the helicopter or the boat or the car. And arrived. there are still those moments. They've kept yeah. those. Yeah. They haven't they haven't abandoned that. Yeah. But um but you know, it's 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 a it's a way they've implemented that mechanic as well. Like that, also the, also the mission we did where uh, once we lifted the car, we had to run up the hill. Now the first time we tried that, we tried, we again we're standing and fighting, and then Alan goes, "Are we going?" And we're like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Oh, it's gone." And we're like, "We can move." Why did no one tell us this? We were just popping zombies. <laughs> We'd be camped out you know? top of the bus, hadn't we? Tried, yeah, like just wasting them. Exactly. And then we started moving, and we, by that point, we realised we basically let them get too entrenched, and it was almost impossible to get where we needed to go. So um, we learned our lesson, we, we regrouped, did it again, and uh, and we, we succeeded the next time. But even that wasn't like a walk in the park. It was a lot of like, oh my God, ah! You know, swearing. And, <laughs> oh, God, he's been stuck. Also, I like, him, the, um, I like the, the revive mechanic. So like when yes. you go down, obviously you can go back and revive people, and it uses up one of your like medical supplies. But if you don't get back in time, what happens is that person's lost and then you find them a little bit further on in the mission and they'll be like, I don't well, know, staked up on a cross or they'll be glued yeah. to the wall or something. And then you, you have to save them from there. So you can't, once it's not like uh, just once they're gone, they're gone completely. And then so that, that you mechanic, have Phil, is actually from the original Left 4 Dead, except yeah. for in the original oh, Left okay. 4 Dead, you used to find them in like a safe room. You'd find them in yeah. a room a little bit further on. Yeah. So that's taken directly from that. And it, does, it also has the same mechanic where you have a defibrillator. So you can actually use the defibrillator once they're physically dead to bring them back. And I don't think we ever used that once, but you can go up no, to their body. Main, mainly because I think when, when people died, it was either a team wipe yeah. or yeah. the only other two deaths we had was um, both of you guys did it. And one yeah. and, and on both instances, which you basically walked off an edge you shouldn't have walked off. Yeah. Went so out of the playable yeah. zone. There's no way to yeah. raise you. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I absolutely love it. Like Alan said, the gun mechanics and the, and the, the, the upgrades were really, it's a really nice touch. You know, they, 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 they yeah, I, I was using the sniper rifle. I loved it. I do want to try it on the high difficulty to see if that auto aim is a little less snappy because yeah, I have my yeah. complaints. I'm not going to say it's perfect, and we don't want to don't stand here and just sing praise it. And I'm, I'm, I'm certain my complaints aren't a reason not to play it. The game was hella fun, and I will play it even if this isn't. But I will say the auto aim was super aggressive. But we're I'm not, not sure. We're yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah, there's times we were playing on the like. Because we were playing, we were playing it on easy, weren't we? Yeah, so it yeah. may be that the, but, but it accentuates I mean, that auto aim because I you're hope on easy. They, they reduced that yeah. because it was it was like I could literally go left trigger, right trigger, left trigger, right trigger, left trigger, right trigger. But I, I, and I was just I, like, I, zombie, I dead, zombie, dead, like, zombie dead, zombie dead, zombie dead, zombie dead. Terrible shot. So I liked yeah. it. I was kind of like, I, just, I don't get me wrong though. Literally like, had to go to my sights and fire, and I was already on my target. When you've got yeah. multiple targets, it doesn't work quite so well. But if it's just one, it's literally I don't need to aim. But I see where you're coming from. But I genuinely, my my problem is it's so aggressive. You don't even need to engage with it really to be yeah. fair but but by the same token and, and there was a couple of points where mm. I, you know, I, I was looking at something but because there was a zombie closer that i couldn't see it locked me onto that zombie that i couldn't see through walls and stuff yeah, so there was yeah, definitely yeah. some issues with it also um, um i had some problems like when we were trying to shoot for example the the gas tanks and the barrels like yeah, i was trying to lock, lock onto the barrels and yeah. what it would do is it lock onto the zombie and then i'd be trying to drag it back and then it might yeah. then pick another one out 
which was yeah. kind of annoying. So, so it's not without its faults, but it's also, um, it's, it's. A, I, I genuinely had a, a, a great time playing it. My only one complaint from the whole of last night's session was that last encounter completely bugged on us, and we know it completely bugged yeah. on us one hundred percent. Yeah, and it really spoiled. We should have been spoiled what should have been a really epic like. Yeah, End battle, really tough fight. Well, I was thing, I was sitting there on the top because it was yeah. my turn to use the chain gun, wasn't it? I was like, yeah, I use the chain gun, and I'm sat up there at the top, and I'm waiting for these hordes to come, and you're putting the shells in the howitzer and trying to and blow the happened. tunnel down, and just nothing happened. Like three yeah, yeah. zombies came running out. Yeah, yeah. There's there's epic guns left and right, and there's ammo everywhere. But it is, a, it is a beta. But I'm just jogging across with a little. Oh, here you go. Who's the howitz around? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, 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 it was. It was just. So, no. I, I mean, I, I, again, that's my. That is my one. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Don't check the WhatsApp chat. It just flowed off of my screen. Craig's being funny. Yeah, I know. Sorry, just. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my one complaint would be that, that spoiled that experience a little bit. But having said that, that was a hell of fun experience. And I just just on that reference, what you said about the graphics and people picking fault in it. People are picking fault going, it's obvious. I saw one tweet and it was like, it's obvious why this is going on Game Pass. And they were just citing the graphics. It's like, if that is how you're judging this game, because you've looked at some screenshots or some video footage and it's poor graphic animation, like you're looking for an excuse to hate on what is a great experience that has been finely crafted about gameplay. And don't yeah. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I'm not saying that that it's perfect and the gameplay is, is, is exactly as it should be. Like I said, the auto aim is a little bit too... Um, too aggressive, etc. The um, you know the, the the point is though that I absolutely had a blast of it, and it, it, Left for Dead was never the prettiest game on the planet. Left for Dead Two was never the prettiest game on the planet, but what Left for Dead was great at was getting three of your mates on or more of your mates on and setting up a game and having a blast. Like the amount of times where you hear a witch in Left 4 Dead 2. Now, I don't know if there's an equivalent in, in Back 4 Blood. I, I started don't to know. feel that. Wasn't there the one that did like the did, did the spit? That oh, the of, leaper. Yeah. You trapped. That he kind of made like a clicking yeah, the spit one. Yeah. noise, yeah. and you could but kind there, of hear that. I said to you about audio cues, right? Like we yeah. was, at one point I said, once we learn the audio cues, it'll be better. But yeah. there was the, yeah. the witch was one of, those, one of those audio cues that always lives with me because that, you'd hear a crying. Yeah, if, and everyone would be like, tank. as soon as you heard that, you'd be, you'd be the, the witch because everyone would suddenly go quiet and be like, right, where's the witch? torches off you can't shine your torch in her face it was a great mechanic and you'd be sort of sneaking around trying to find the witch and get that one clear headshot just to put yeah. her down before she summoned the horde and and i said once we get those mechanics down and maybe we explore further and there are more more enemy types and um, you know i think this is a game which will will, will will just bring that kind of flavor back and left for dead 2 is still played by a lot of people like alan said he does and i would play more if more of my mates were on we, we've often talked about oh we should have a game of left for dead it's just great because of its gameplay, not because of its graphics, not because of anything like that. And if you are judging an entire game on like gra graphical prowess only, then you are doing it wrong. Because as we said on the difficulty discussion or anything like that, any a game should be fun. A game's purpose is to entertain you and be fun. And Left 4 Dead did it perfectly. Back for Blood is giving me more of that with some fun new mechanics that make the game more interesting, more enjoyable and more in-depth. It, it, it was literally everything I wanted from a Left 4 Dead sequel. I can, you know, as somebody um, so, who's an absolute graphics whore, like I always <laughs> love the prettiest, like, you know, I spent thousands on gaming PCs over the years. To my shame, I haven't kept my current one up to date. I really need to get on that. But yeah, I felt like if that game was, I don't know, it wasn't 4K, it was 1080p, for example. Yeah. You know what? Wouldn't matter. It just, it wouldn't matter. Like the only thing I would ask for in that game is I'd, 
I'm pretty sure it's 60 frames, and I like that because it felt smooth. Yes. But yeah. I wouldn't really care if I was shooting at Minecraft blocky creatures if it played smoothly like that because it just felt like a really good team. Those bits, you know, going back to that bit where we were clearing through the woods and like I went left with Craig and you and uh, Alan went right, and it's actually Craig's, Craig's like, right, I'm going to crouch. I was like, right, okay, I've got you covered. And we yeah. were working as a team going through there, taking about. I think that was the one point where we were really cohesive. We split into two yeah. Yeah. teams going different ways around. We actually looked like we knew what the hell we were doing. Just for a brief like second. A crack squad. Oh, oh, and that actually just reminded me of something, just very quickly, which I, which I kept commenting on throughout the night, and I have to bring it up here before we move on, because I, I, it was such a highlight for me um, in terms of the game. The level design in this game is so standout good. It, yeah. it, it just, it's, it, uh, there are so many good things about it, like from the aesthetics of it, the, um, the, the way they've put together, like the, the fields of movement and the fact that when you're walking, walking through the swamps, it's not just a, here's your path. It's like, there are multiple paths you can take and they will all contain, you know, the, the zombies and they will all have different things. And you, it's, one might have a bigger zombie or a bad zombie in it. And you won't know about it until you walk past it. You might get you from behind then, or you split up and you, know, you encounter it. It's just so, it's so well crafted in that respect. I have to give it issues. Oh, and one other thing. Talk about like those moments when gameplays. That safe room that wasn't safe when we got to it, we had to reinforce yeah. the safe room. It was a great like change. That was nearly our Dead second wipe of the evening. Well, Left for Dead, yeah. Left for Dead 2 was, and Left for Dead were always about like, get to the safe room safe. And this was and like, we got, got there, the safe yeah. room. Why aren't we safe? And, yeah. it, and all hell broke loose. Like, we, and were like, we, ah, we, we, we nearly went down in that church. In that, yeah. I think it was a church because we were, we yeah. were desperately yeah. trying to get the, board up the windows so that we could actually have a safe room. And we also haven't mentioned the ogre, which is kind of uh, when that ogre came out of the ground and we were just like, do we fight it? Do we run? Do we, and I think you've probably seen it in the trailer if you've watched yeah. it. This massive I, 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 zombie. I would say, like, I've got to say, and I'm going to, I think the ogre was a great design. I think on the easy difficulty that we played it on, the ogre it was, a, was a non-threat. Yeah. It was a mm -hmm. non-threat, especially once you got that LMG, because you yeah. got that LMG and just basically vaporized it. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. So, I mean, I, I, that's not to say, I, I promise you that on a difficult, high difficulty level, it'd be like, everybody run, don't stop, yeah. run. Just don't do anything but run, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I can see how that will be a much more challenging gameplay, I think, on a hard difficulty. Um, but like, I, 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 but talking about the things like yeah, that those encounters and and the the level design and the level design, as Craig said, it feels very organic. Everything flows. Everything should be there. It doesn't feel like like a thing plonked somewhere or they've forced something in. It feels like a real environment. It feels natural. Yeah. It feels great. And there's always the, the um, environmental modifiers like the fog, like you were saying, Alan. All yeah, that stuff that. plays into fantastic level yeah. design that that yeah wants makes you want to explore it, but cautiously and tactically. Um, you know everything about this game in terms of gameplay. Is, is really hitting me right at the minute. Yeah, okay, it ain't the prettiest game in the world. And I, you know, that's not to say it's an ugly game, as you said, but let's just let's just focus on what it does well in terms of gameplay. My God, it was fun. And that's all I care about. It's what I wanted from Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead was always about it's, fun. It's astounding. Twice in one podcast, I couldn't agree with Ratley more. Uh, I've always said, <laughs> I've said this many times before. I didn't even plan Graf this either. Graphics are important. They really, really are. Because I think you look at a pretty game, you look at Red Dead Redemption 2 and you're like, oh God, wow, that is such a beautiful game. And you spend more time taking pictures than you actually do playing the bloody game. And that's a great thing. It really, really is. Some of the fidelity of these engines that these developers make is phenomenal. However, the most important key element to any game in my humble opinion has always been gameplay and while we keep saying it's not the best looking game in the world it's i not never I, I not once did i walk around that game and think oh that looks a bit dodgy the only thing i had an issue
issue with at the beginning was that I felt the saturation was too high. I had my brightness and saturation all the way down yeah, to yeah. nothing, and it was still too bright. And I wanted there wasn't enough depth in the brightness for to, to for the in the actual. Yeah, that I mean, was my only complaint. But I overall, had a few zombie textures that were a bit off, mm, off and, yeah. and cheap. But again, but I, I it's don't, data. again, so, yeah, and again, you know, that's if I go up to it and stick my face yeah. in it and go. That isn't good enough. But yeah. if you're talking about like in gameplay, as I should be doing it, yeah. moving past it, shooting it, and the area to the next thing. Else. It looks great. It's, it looks great. It looks really nice. It does look yeah. nice. It's just not you're not looking at senior sacrifice or yeah. hellblade and, and thinking. And like yeah, you I said though, like, I think it's it's well, when you talk about like world worlds and environments before before we move on, because I know we've got to crack on. But when you talk about worlds and environment, the Left for Dead world shouldn't have to be super detailed and immersive, like something like Red for, uh, Red Red Dead Two, because Red Dead Two is supposed to. Yeah, you're supposed to inhabit and live that world and spend every moment clawing over all the little details because that's a world you're supposed to just be completely sucked into. Whereas Left 4 Dead is about is about like get in there, kill zombies, get out. You know, that is that is the Left 4 Dead game loop. It's not the same thing. They shouldn't have to worry about it. It looks good enough to do what it does. It plays phenomenally well. Shame we had that one bug on the big boss fight moment. Yep. But I think, I've, other than that, I've I've got nothing. But I've got they've got until the end now. of October to sort it. I believe yeah. it's coming out the end of October. Now. Super excited for it, and I hope we can all get back together again. Maybe if we can do some sort yep. of stream. Um, but yeah, definitely excited for the release of that. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't. I couldn't agree. And don't yeah. forget, usually betas are a couple of months behind in terms of build time exactly. as well. So they've exactly. probably already fixed those issues. Yeah. So we do have a couple of news articles this week, which I'd like to talk about. And I'm going to switch it up because we spent a little bit more time talking about Back for Blood. So I'd like to go to Chris Cause it's first. Because awesome. it's awesome. It's <laughs> a time well zombies. spent. Always time well spent. Do not, do not get me wrong. So uh, I'm going to go to Chris for the first article because you've got a bit more news about Blizzard and uh, their idiot uh, I mean, if you can talk about it. Uh, I'm going to sway, save my sweary rant for later because there is going to be a sweary rant later. Um, oh, this yes. one just like... So we've had more departures at Blizzard. Um, uh, the Diablo 4 director, uh, level designer, and a World of Warcraft designer have all left uh, under this cloud of toxic harassment lawsuits. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> not forget that. And, um, you know, the question Phil poses is the beginning of the purge. And I think what this is, mate, is partially i think there's probably also just like you know they're they're trying what what i think activision and blizzard as we talked about last week are trying to do is get rid of people so they don't have to change their culture like and their contracts as we said like that that big thing that we've all got the beef with is not that i mean we have got the beef that it happens but it's the fact that there is like effectively a gag on all the employees about not being able to speak out about it and uh and that, know, isn't com- that isn't coming from those guys that have yeah. left. Yeah, you know, exactly. let's not forget that a very, very common practice by the, some of these big companies when something like this happens is to find a suitable scapegoat. Scapegoat, and these guys aren't scapegoats. This is a much bigger issue than I two think the, guys. last week's last week's yeah. ones were probably scapegoats. This yeah, is. Probably. But this is, this the, is um, uh, yeah. I think they're jumping before they're pushed in a sense. They're trying to get rid of or get away from the issue. But the issue is get so much more it, fundamental. Yeah. It's more inbred into the culture yeah. of Blizzard and into their policies. Somebody very high up made these policies and they have been integrated into all their systems of HR and how they deal with these issues. And that is the real problem. Until we see significant change there, nothing has changed. You can change the yeah. whole top management exactly. structure. Won't make any difference if the rules are still the same. Yeah. 
yep. it's still the same culture with the same issues. Me and Alan are agreeing on everything this week, but I couldn't agree more. Mate, this, yeah. this, is, this is absolutely what needs to happen here is that you need to get away. Forget, you need to get rid of the, the toxic people 100%. So if these yeah. are people who are responsible for any of this abuse and this system, absolutely get rid of them. But we also need to see real change in how the company deals with this moving forward. And that means that we need to see them take away these clauses that say, you know, you, you know, employees can't talk, speak out about abuse or, you know, they don't, the only the only course of recourse is an internal investigation, which is then basically our rule, deal with it. You know, if you don't get the result, you like tough, you can't do anything more with it. You know, no course of repeal. That's absolutely nonsensical. You know, these, those are the, that's, that's the key issue that has led to this. If you just get rid of a load of abusers, in time, the abusers will come back because they know it's a place they can get away with their abuse. It's an and that's why it needs to change. To do it. Exactly that. And, 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 and just by firing these people, you send the wrong message to both people who want to abuse and people who are being abused. You tell people who, are, who want abuse, come here, you'll get away with it for X amount of time, and then you'll just get, low, get, get let go when we find out. But it won't really be any negative consequences to you. And then you get to the people who are being abused, you let them know, we don't really care. You know, as long as we make our money, uh, you can suffer for us as much as we want and we feel is financially viable. It's, it's, it's a bad practice. It won't improve unless they make those changes at a proper, like, you know, company level and, and, and realise that people are, are not machines and can't just be, you know, replaced with a newer model and, and know things. Because like I say, all we're going to do is, is we'll circle around and those toxic people that do remain, who were the lower down the tier, will slowly creep up and the toxicity will just return in time as it goes up. And that's just that's just how it works, you know. We see it time and time again. It's human nature, sadly. But I think we need to see real change to this. these guys. There's another element that I'm also interested in and not moving too far away from Blizzard, but as an industry standard, um, it kind of interests me because these people that have left, what's going to happen to them? So yeah. are they just going to move to another developing, uh, uh, another company, another publisher? Are they just going to get another job somewhere else? And the question is, is they're that probably is Ubisoft because the, they're safe, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's the point, isn't it? It's like, is this is this problem more of an industry problem than a Blizzard problem? And Blizzard certainly has its issues. And quite frankly, as I said last time I was on, or might have been in the chat because I forget, but the point is this isn't the first time Blizzard have been in the spotlight for doing crap stuff like this yeah. because they're more so, interested in their shareholders and they keep getting away with it and they do change this and they change that or tie enough time passes say that sorry. everybody forgets and they yeah. say this sorry and they move on and exactly the same thing carries on and the people might leave their jobs and then they get hired by another developer with exactly the same job and things carry on as normal and everybody thinks and it doesn't change and that's the point we need change in the industry with blizzard with other publishers to acknowledge that this is unacceptable and it shouldn't be tolerated uh, activision ever. blizzard have a moment to show and 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 lead the charge on this if they really want mm. to, if they want to be a good they could company, be, they, they could, could be, be the, the spearhead of the movement. They could be the yeah, poster yeah. child. Like, this is how yeah. we operate in the gaming industry. Everybody is paid fairly. We don't force overtime on them. We do not tolerate racism and abuse. And and we're not going to try and cover it up to make ourselves yeah, look yeah. good. I mean, did you know what? So I, was, I was doing a bit of research on this before we were going to have this topic, and I came across um, a web article that I read that was basically the downfall of Blizzard over the last three years and the fact their reputation is effectively in tatters. Um, and there's a couple of kind of key things I've picked up on there. So like 2018, is it Mike Moraheim stepped down after 27 years? Um, he was the executive producer, I think, for World of Warcraft at the time and co-founded the studio, and he kind of yeah. stepped down. And then same year, they did the Diablo Immortal outrage, and everyone hated them for that. Um <laughs> They killed, what was it, Heroes of the Storm had like a really strong pro scene yeah. and they basically just killed that off. Um, 2019, there was an issue with HR basically not stopping racist bullying. 
So even back in 2019, Blizzard would were mired by these issues yeah. going on, um, and that all blew up. That was right at the start of 2019. But their solution to that was actually to get HR to say you can't go outside of the company to complain about this shit. Yeah, that was then, their solution to that problem. Yeah, then <laughs> same year, laid off 800 employees. Uh, then and they then, then they play Bobby Kotick like the biggest bonus ever after laying off a load of employees. Like it was one one week. It's like we've got to let all these people go, and then the next week it's like I'm making millions. You know. Yeah, and then there like... was uh, Frank Pierce, uh, another co-founder of Blizzard. He stepped down after 28 years in 2019. Uh, then there was the Liberate Hong Kong Hearthstone yeah. player back in 2019. Yeah, they got rid of him yeah. as well. Sorry, can I just step, can I just take a step back there? When you say step down, what you mean is they no longer do the job within the company, but they still get paid. No, 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 they no, left, they're, left they're, the company. They, they leave, left don't they? They, they, the they leave, right. yeah. but they're still Nothing on the shareholders, right? So they're, they're still on the the, the they're well, still I getting guess money, financial. On the, I would imagine it depends. Depends on how they leave. Yeah, yeah. Being asked to step down is never a good thing. That's, that's I, essentially when you're asked to step down or you step down. Generally, it means you're going to about to get fired, and they've given you the option to leave under your old. The, uh, and, and normally, I would totally agree with that. But if you're a cow f- co-founder of a company, then you have. Oh yeah, you probably yeah. Or he's probably, you're getting, a he's probably getting taken care of, mate. He's probably getting taken. Oh care yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, the point. Nonetheless, yeah. when we say leave, get out. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I don't have to go to work today, but I'm still living in a multi-million-pound mansion and doing what the hell I like. Oh, that, so, I, so, yeah. I feel for you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's it's not it's not a, it's not a, the, the downer it'd be on me or you losing their job, mate. Don't get me wrong, but you know that these people have got enough money in the bank that you know they probably make off. Uh, you know, in one year they make more money than we'll see in our life. You know, yeah. But it, it's it's it, it is a thing of like they get they get like yeah, and you're right, they get like taken care of. They get like a a golden handshake as they call it, or whatever you exactly. want to call it, whatever the term yeah. is. And they just go, look, yeah, there you go, see you later. But it is like this. I think you know, like you were saying, Phil. You just look at look at the list of things, and and I'll be honest, like so, I, mate, I, I'm not done. <laughs> yeah, got I, more. Like, I mean, do you, do you need to go on? Like at this point, you know, please, uh, please do. No, I want to hear the rest of this yeah. actually. Chris, so, please. end of 2019, free speech, free, uh, free speech protests outside BlizzCon. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. People, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then the next kind of one, there was another one with a Hearthstone Pro. He was blacklisted yeah. by Blizzard after his wife was laid off, apparently, from the company. Yep, yeah. heard about that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then there was Alex Al Afraserby. He left Blizzard as well. He was another one of like the big kind of tentpole guys that steered World of Warcraft. Left, asked to move on. Uh, what else did I have? There was, yep, there was a spreadsheet that came out that basically documented the salaries. Yes. Um, that highlighted the how low the pay was. So that leaked out and the press got hold of it and they got absolutely taken to task over that. Yet we're still here in 2021 talking about people underpaid so, and overworked. Then there was yeah. the... Um, Jeez, there's more. Jesus, it keeps They going. hired... Oh, there was... They, they, they hired somebody who worked on the Trump and Bush government era as well. That's that's that, who, that's the, the lady, the see the, the girl you got in Francis trouble. Francis Townsend, that was her yeah, name. And, I've just seen her no, here. Yeah, she, she was she was, she, she, was, she was in the bush, and she was in charge of like she was the one who denied the torture of water. Homeland Security <laughs> yeah. Advisor. Yeah, yeah. That it's was like, what she was. Yeah, yeah. You really want her working at your company? Like, she, well, yeah, she well, she did what she was meant to do because she denied there was any sexual yeah. harassment yeah. down flat and said it's complete rubbish and they're talking nonsense. So yeah. you know, she, she did what they paid her to do. So to be fair, to be fair, yeah. Then um, April this year, Jeff Kaplan left. He was the lead designer for Overwatch. So he's gone. 
uh, and then it brings us to the present day, which is being sued for in, for discrimination and sexual harassment. And that's that my point. Yeah. Three years of no, culture, a culture of a company that refuses to change keeps pushing people out the door, saying they're the problem and that's the issue, and nothing changes within the company, and everything carries on as normal. That is the problem. It's been going on for years, and just this new scandal, they need to change something significant. It's, it's the straw, isn't it? It's the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I think. I think the, yeah. the thing with me, like, and I, I'm not going to say that I, I you know, I. I I got this right because I don't think I did. I should have been more proactive with my. I, I don't buy a lot of Blizzard stuff anyway. To be fair, like I've never really been big on their games as a whole. And that's not to say there aren't great games now. I mean, like I say, Diablo Two was one of the most the things I was most looking forward to in in you know, upcoming. Yeah, and you know, too. I'm gonna I'm not gonna have that in my now. list now. Yeah, um, I think but, we've all universally agreed that we aren't touching. Oh, we're not playing it, yeah, games. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I'm totally we'll on board because I totally sympathise, but it really, really hurts, boys. Because I'm so, I was so excited. For oh, Diablo. mate, like, I, I you know, I can't. Yeah, I played can't Diablo, so much I Diablo more than all of you combined. Yeah, boys, um, absolutely. Just so you can see what you're missing. No, oh, thanks, don't man. Yeah, so I mean, and I am absolutely gutted. Just giving them airtime, we're advertising more than anything. I want, I want this to be resolved because I desperately want to play these games. Absolutely, absolutely. Not Um, because the people that developed them have put a lot of love and attention into them. It's the problem. It isn't their fault. It isn't their fault. The people who benefit from it, however, the shareholders and the company of Blizzard are hold, they're the ones we're trying to say, no, we won't accept this. But the developers and the people that made these games, these works of art, these wonderful things, I can't play them because I have to make a stand. And it does hurt. It really yeah. does. And I just uh, got uh, to vote with your wallet, to boys. And, and, right. Yeah. And I think vote. Alan's right. Like, it's going to hurt me to, to not play Diablo. But if we allow systemic abuse to go on, it will hurt a lot more people a lot worse. Um, and I can't, I can't be party to that. But I was going to say, like, um, it's it's this thing of like, we, we just keep going around a circle, and, and maybe it is that I, I feel like a bit of a hypocrite because I didn't act sooner, um, or I feel, you know, I feel like I should have done more. But but there, there's definitely a straw that breaks everyone's back, and I think I didn't realize how bad it got until I heard about like that. It was it was the, it, for me like in this instance, it was that the story of the woman who committed suicide on a work thing because her boss, who she was seeing, was sharing you know private images, and I'm just like, I'm just like. That happened at work. That happened on company time, and you wanted to sweep it under the rug. Excuse me, you know. And I think that was the point where I was like, "How can you let a situation get that out of hand where someone killing themselves is swept under the rug like it's normal?" Yeah, you know, it, it, it was it was the point where I was like, "I can't, I just can't, with good conscience, support a company that." that can switch off to humanity so obviously. And I mean, they've done it before and I've, I've, I've missed it, but it was so obvious in that moment in time. I was like, holy, just like, they literally only care about money. There is no, there is no like slight sliding scale with here. That Activision Blizzard slider for what do we give two shits about? Pardon my French is stale, dialed all the way to money and nothing else, you know? And, and I think that was that moment which solidified that for me. And I said to myself, I can't, Put my hand in my pocket and give these guys what they want because all it does is reinforce their 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 slider. That their behavior keeping it up correct. here, keeping that slider switched to money is 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 fine because it's not. It needs to be. I, I I again I agree with Alan when he says as he said before, companies need to make money. Okay, but they but companies shouldn't be making money at the expense of of lives again and again and again and again. And uh, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure no company is compl- has completely clean hands. But at this point, Blizzard are so dirty 
that we just need to just like just assign them to the bin essentially <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess so. I think, you know, the final point on this is going to be vote with your wallet. We will not put money into Activision Blizzard because what they operate on is not right. We encourage you to vote with your wallet as well as the listeners. That is the only way they will understand if they start taking a hit on their profits, they will change what they're doing. Even don't play the games you've got. I wanted to play Guitar Hero the other day, realised it was an Activision game. Put it away. Go out Rock Band instead. It's like, there you go. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, no. Act- oh, wait a minute. City Skylines is an Activision, is it? Oh, no, it's okay. We're okay. <laughs> no, you're okay, mate. Don't worry, you're safe. <laughs> yeah. Panic over. So, my next news topic is a bit more of an interesting one. I'm very interested in this, which is why I'm doing it. Um, you guys less so. <laughs> but the, pers- the question I posed to you, I think you'll be very interested in. So, um, Sony have just bought out Crunchyroll, which for those of you who don't know, is an anime streaming service. Always makes me hungry hearing that name. Sorry, just got to say that. Hungry for anime. That's what it is. Um, It cost them $1.17 billion to buy that company. Please, Um, that's small fry. I mean, it's not Bethesda money, but (laughs) it's a streaming service for anime, which, let's be honest, is a niche market. It's not as niche as it used to be, but it's a niche market. Um, but the interesting thing is Sony also own Funimation. Now, Funimation is the main kind of anime streaming service in the UK, and it has a lot of the dubs on there. Crunchyroll focuses more on subtitled stuff, and they are literally, if something comes out in Japan, it will be subbed and on their website within an hour. So that's their kind of big hook to it, and they have a much wider category than Funimation. Now, the reason I wanted to point this out is I thought it was really interesting because there was news a couple of months ago about Sony were looking at doing a rivaling platform to Game Pass, but their hook was going to be that they were going to include entertainment media in there as well. So they were looking at putting the Sony Studios movies, their TV shows in there. Now, the audio and Funimation, they've now bought Crunchyroll as well. Now, anime is a huge, particularly in Japan, it's a massive thing. Like, it's all they watch, basically. There. That's not true, but basically all Japanese people love anime, it seems. Um, and, you know, you can see that just by the billboards on the towers there. It's all anime stuff. All the advertising is anime style over there. So it got me thinking, is this, you know, one of the steps to Sony's puzzle to fixing the Game Pass conundrum on PlayStation? You know, they've got a good catalogue of games. I mean, they added in that PS5 collection on there, which I thought was fantastic and had pretty much all of their, their key games in there. They've got a massive back catalogue of PS4 and PS3 games through PlayStation Now. They've just bought up, basically, they already owned, and they've just bought up the second biggest, or the probably the biggest anime streaming service that's a paid one. And I mean, bearing in mind a subscription to that is about £6 a month, or it's like seven quid in the UK or something. So that makes a hell of a lot of money for them as well, much like Game Pass. They bundled that in there, they put their games in there, they put their PS Now in there. Do they have a viable alternative to Game Pass that actually, rather than launching day and day, day one, new games on there because they're worried it will lose the money as said by old what's his chops who leads up PlayStation said i'm not gonna do it because it cost me money um you know is this their viable alternative they bundle everything in and they put it at you know the 10 11 price and it includes your playstation subscription service as well your eps plus subscription is this the way they go what do you think well, before I say anything else, I just want to say I'm a bit concerned about your conversion system. It's six dollars or seven pounds. Um, I think you need to. No, it's, it's more expensive you, in the UK. You need to check your conversions because because the the pound really isn't worth as much as the dollar. So I think no, it it's, be... it's more expensive in the UK. You pay more in the UK. Than you okay, do in the US. Okay, okay. Sorry, just, I, just make sure that's it's not exactly that. Do you know, I mean, I think we've already discussed slightly about, you know, the fact that Sony, some of Sony's offerings as far as them giving away their games on, what's the service? I forget the name of the service. Games, oh, it's PlayStation Now. 
PlayStation yeah, now. So PlayStation now gives the games, the games away. Games that they actually they've been given away for free. Oh, and PS Plus. Sorry, PS Plus. PS Plus. Yeah, it has for a, it has some really good titles in it, and it's it's a great service for the PlayStation uh, owners and everything else. Um, personally, myself. Uh, and we were talking, touching on this a little while ago. We were talking about the fact that Netflix is going to be offering games as part of its service as well, which seems like a natural progression. And, and I'm not the first person to jump on change when it happens. When I buy Game Pass, I'm buying what... Well, actually, I'm not because you're paying for it, Phil, but that's not the point. Um, but... but, but <laughs> When, when I when I when I, Fine, if, I was paying, if I was if I was paying it, my point is is I'm paying for a game subscription service. If I want to watch anime and movies, then I will subscribe to an anime or movie subscription service. So it really depends on what model they're going to go with. If you're going to have tiers where you can pay for games and you can add something onto your monthly subscription and add this as an extra service that you can have within that service. What's the problem? I don't see any problem with that whatsoever. As you said yourself, I'm sure there's a the market for anime. It's not for me. I do watch some anime a little bit, but nowhere near as much as you do, Phil. Um, and uh, I'm not. Well, that'd be that new art series coming out, which kind of fits into that category. So I'm sure it'd be all over that. I, I, I think I'd reference it more as a cartoon than an anime. But uh, yeah, sure. I'm not sure what the difference. We're going to get but... lynched by a very large group of anime fans at some point. Yeah, so we, but, but, we will not but, be releasing Alan's address. Clearly, clearly showing that I don't understand the milieu and it's not often i get to use that word so i'm good oh i say big words yeah, that's the high school coming out alan that's thank you very much I, I, i'm from oxford don't you know but uh <laughs> yeah so um but but i'm not the i'm not an expert in in like anime and, and all the different sort of parts of anime hentai i know phil knows very well but uh um, for general um anime uh, i don't really understand uh, but I have watched some, um, and I love animation in general. I think it's a great, it's a very underrated medium in the fact that we're still kind of, in a lot of ways, trying to get over this 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 hill where it's not just for kids. It's just because it's a cartoon. I think there's a whole generation that still doesn't understand this, and they look at it and go, "What's a cartoon?" Yeah, it's, it's a kids there's movie. so much stuff, you know, that exactly. is you know, eighteen plus rated. That as we said, hentai. But no. On. You wrote Skodowski, legend. Why do you only know one win. word? It's not That's that. Just all like, I know it's not. I know it's not. I'm just taking I'm gonna, the... I, know I will it's find something that you will genres. like. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to find something. I, do you know what I, I know you like. I, think, I think Alan would really like The Giver. I genuinely yeah. think Alan would really like Or Gaiva. something like Psycho Pass. That would be right up his street. And I probably would. I probably would. Um, and I've, I've, you know, obviously I've watched... Uh, what's that What's that really famous one? Akira. I love Akira. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure I understand much of it. Uh, no, not watched any of that. But you know, again, oh, you're but, but, like but that. we're moving slightly away from the subject matter here. And the fact of the matter is, is that as far <laughs> as Sony buying Crunchyroll and adding it to their subscription service, I can't think it's anything but a good thing right. for the people who pay for that subscription and like that stuff. That's 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 them. Uh, that's a good thing. thing for them. There's one more point I wanted to labour on that one. Not labour, actually. I'm going to be very quick on it. Um, PlayStation are losing ground quite heavily in Japan. Um, it's primarily moving over to Nintendo and mobile gaming. I believe I read the stat for something like they're almost down 50% on what mm. they would have been previously on the PlayStation 4. Um, and a lot of that will be down to potentially availability of PS5s, but actually it's just the market is changing over there. Um, yeah. And that's the other thing that kind of led me to this thought is, you know, they're very big on anime over in Japan. Are they including that into the service to then hook in a lot of this mobile? Because um, Crunchyroll do also have some like smaller mobile games and 
web browser games involved in there as well. They do it's, actual live TV shows on there as well. It's the so same story. More bums on seats is a good thing, right? If so, if they yeah, can yeah, yeah. entice more people to come into their service and see what else they've got to offer, that's that's a win-win situation, right? Yeah, it made me I wonder mean, whether, you know, part of this was their approach to get back to what was originally their key market. Mm. Uh, it's, it's possible, but at the end of the day, at this point, it seems like they're making more and more games targeted at North America. You know, it feel it feels like like their focus has shifted to North America, which it seems bizarre. I mean, maybe North it's North America and Europe. Yeah, maybe it's the thing they've taken their eye off the ball in terms of they 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 feel that Japan will never desert them. You know, they'll always be the the premium console in Japan, which you know might not be forever if they don't invest in I it. Guess... Maybe, like you say, Phil, they've looked at it and gone. We need to get something which will bring Japanese people back into the fold. I don't Look know. So many of these good JRPG games are popping up on, you know, Nintendo yeah. Switch. You know, things like but the, but uh, Fire I, Emblem and. Uh, I also, I also think, Blade. yeah, um, I also think that um, the that that's the, the nature of like the beast in terms of why it's shifting is more to do with the culture and and the way that yeah, that, I think that people are consuming media. Everything I think you're on the, the move. switch, the switch, yeah, moved into their their culture far. Um, far better than a PlayStation 5 would for most people. And like you say, availability is going to hurt it. But the fact that Switch is a, a carry-around item, you can do anything you want, it's perfect. You know, it does what it needs to do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a bigger thing. I do think there's probably a little element of what you say, Phil. Whether or not it's a good move, I don't know. It always seems like when you dilute your offering and you're not being a games console anymore, you're being a media and games console, it kind of gets a bit wishy-washy. I think we can all reference TV, 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 to ah, realise exactly how much of a bad idea is. Xbox yeah. One. And look at how well it went when they tried to diversify the games console there, and all the gamers yeah. went, excuse me, no, I want a games console. Get your TV I don't, out of I it. don't need a media box. I want a games yeah. console. Uh, Do you get me wrong? If, if we'd have seen the Xbox yeah. One and it did all the media stuff, on top of being a really great games console, and they focused on the yeah. games when they presented it, and went, oh, by the way, it does all this really cool TV stuff as well. You'd have gone, awesome. But that's, but, but but that's kind of a given yeah, now, isn't yeah, it? We do yeah. have all that. We do have the music, yeah, and we do exactly. have the, the, the DVDs, yeah, exactly. but it's just an accepted part but of something that, you get in your games console. So, But you know. we'll, well, my point, my point is more, is giving anime the right way to lure people back onto a games console? I know. I think it's, it's a different way market. to get people onto the subscription service. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 if you're looking yeah, at the it's, Western it's, market, it's well, not. That's, look yeah, at the that's, that's, yeah. Sorry, then maybe yeah. it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know enough, but maybe, yeah. maybe. But I, I just, I wonder if it's the right thing to do, whether or whether people will come to it if it's got more of the games they love instead of more anime. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. But we'll, we'll see. If whatever Sony's play is, they've obviously got a reason for wanting to buy Crunchyroll. Uh, good luck to them. It's great. If it does come into service, great for anybody who subscribes. They get more content for free. I'm not sure it's content. Well, I know it's content I wouldn't want. Phil would probably love it. Um, I was just know. about to say, just, this gets validation to Phil actually buying a PlayStation 5 now, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. No, 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 because on Xbox Game Pass, <laughs> as Game Pass Ultimate, as one of your perks currently, you can get three months free on Crunchyroll, which is exactly what I did. Because I'm a bit <laughs> behind on anime, so I'm catching up. So, so Phil PlayStation has got, it, has still got it without needing a PlayStation. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget, I also own a PlayStation 5 anyway, so they already got me. Yeah. yeah. I bought it for Horizon Zero, uh, for Horizon Forbidden West, and they've delayed and it. And that's so. now been delayed. So it's basically... Yeah. Been that PlayStation is, I didn't think that they been officially delayed yet. No, they just haven't given a date. <laughs> so yeah. we don't know when it's going to be. Yeah. So let's move on to the next news article. Now, I would like to profess a warning here, first of all. Okay. Rant incoming. Okay, are you right, ready? If you, have, if you have sensitive ears and bad oh, also, language, I'm, I'm some way offends the vicar, yeah. or the vicar's yeah. watching. There will be bad language here. I don't. I try and avoid swearing on the podcast, but this is going to be one of those moments where I feel 
I'm entirely justified in my sweary rant. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to launch this with a video, and then we're going to okay, talk about it. And we'll just, we'll just give well. it a second. Ubisoft, all star blast. Ubisoft, get fucked. Um, basically, this is. I mean, what? You know what? It's not. You know what? It's not. It's not Splinter Cell, but it's, it's got Sam Splinter Fisher Cell. in it. But you know what? Okay, so so Ubisoft, stop taking your characters. And, and and bastardizing them and making rubbish games that nobody has asked for or wants and and thinking that this will get you like oh we'll make it free to play so people will play it no one wants to play this game it's, it's just no just just no Ubisoft stop being absolute bastards like make the game people want free to play does not guarantee you success it doesn't guarantee you bums on seats it, it most most of the gamers who see Splinter Cell or whatever, want to play a Splinter Cell experience. We don't want crappy mobile experiences with Splinter Cell characters. We don't want crappy mobile experiences with Ghost Recon characters or Ezio or anything like that. It's not going to work. Like, this is not what people want. You can't just keep doing this crap and expect people to buy it. They're not going to. Like, it's, it's just, did you not hear the absolute, like, cacophony of stick it up your ass that we heard when you launched, you know, X defiant Extra nonsense point, yeah it's it this is this is quite blatantly tone deaf by ubisoft there's this there's this move with them they've said they're going to do more free-to-play content it's just stupid they're ignoring they're doing exactly what pe other companies have done which is always cost them they're ignoring what people are telling them they want to make the cheapest and easiest route to market because they think if they can microtransaction monetize it it will make money and literally no one wants it they'll get a few players for a few months and then nobody will play it it's going to be another hyperscape etc they need to just focus on making the games people want and people will pay them good money ea are learning this lesson now ubisoft need to pay attention to what's going on at ea with single player games they need to realize that people want good experiences i don't mind if you make another division and it's multiplayer but has a single player core i don't mind if, if the splinter cell has multiplayer elements but it's a single player core i don't care and, and if you want to microtransaction those things fine but give me a proper game a game I can see my TV. Give me a goddamn Splinter Cell game. You know, right, like I'm not even the biggest Splinter Cell fan, but give me a goddamn Splinter Cell game. <laughs> okay, Chris, do, do you feel better now? Feel no. a bit better. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I mean, I don't really think there's much more we can say on that point. Chris has summed it up. Uh, I, 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 I haven't really looked at the game. It looked a little bit like Bomberman. With, it with is Bomberman. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's Bomber just Man. a... Which is a fun Bomber game. And basically, Bomberman is a fun game. You don't really need all that other crap and all the other characters to play it. I don't understand. Download it. It's oh, on the Xbox. It's, it's, <laughs> it's on. I think it's on Xbox Game Pass, or it's about two pound on Steam, or something like that. You want to play Bomberman? Go and get one of those. Do not buy the Ubisoft crap. It's it. Don't Do don't give them the time. This absolute yeah. BS. Like yeah. Ubisoft, stick it up your ass. We're not interested. Make us a decent Splinter Cell game. Make us any decent Tom Clancy game. You've learnt, you should have learned your lesson with what a break breakpoint. Breakpoint flopped hard because you didn't make a ghost repoint. Ghost, ghost recoil again. Stop it! Somebody call game. somebody somebody call Chris an ambulance. Okay. I'm so angry. Um, should we should we move on to the next topic? Because I need Chris to calm down and I'm worried he's <laughs> going to like I can see the vein appearing on his head now. So <laughs> I'm angry. Mo moving on from that, uh Alan, you have some more cheerful news about the Elder Scrolls Online, I believe, don't you? Do I? I hope so. <laughs> it says Alan next to it. I've Online got a video for it. Enhancements are all <laughs> well, I've dropped the ball on this one, Phil. I'm going to assume that we're talking about the, the new enhancements on the Elder Scrolls Online. Some beautiful, <laughs> some beautiful ray tracing. I, it, it, where, 
This was not on the, the, the playlist that I read, mate. This was oh, not on that. It's, it's, it's there, mate. I hate to tell you, but, but I, yeah. I, I, I can I say that is a great podcast moment with mm. <laughs> you guys have news. Do I? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, uh, plenty of guests have done it before me, so uh, I feel I'm entitled to, to actually not be prepared. Do you know what? I, I did say this the other day, moving on from my complete cock-up, but I did say this the other day, right? So I actually put Elder Scrolls Online on uh, not so that long just... ago when we were first talking about the new enhancements that were going to be to the game. And it had it, it, been improved a huge amount from when it first came out. I don't know how long it's been out. It's been about three or four years now. Um, and when it first came out, it was pretty basic. And then I put it on about, you know, about four or five months ago. And the improvements that have been made to it graphically were really nice. It was a pretty game to play for a um, for a, an online MMORPG. Um, and then New World has come out and the graphics on that, quite frankly, are absolutely stunning. I, I'm blown away by how good looking uh, graphically the fidelity on it for a game that's an online um, MMO is. Um, and, and then you look at what they've done to the Elder Scrolls Online for the console and, and it, it just looks absolutely stunning. It's just mm. amazing how they can keep building on this engine and making it into a more, uh, just a more graphically f amazing looking game. Can, can I ask a the, question here? Yeah. Just, just before you, before you mention engine, Phil, is this the turd of an engine they're polishing? Yes, it still is, it the, is. Same, the same turd. <laughs> what they've done is they've taken the polish that they put on the PC version of the turd and they've moved it onto the console version. So it is now a polished PC turd available on your Xbox. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's obviously, fair, I mean, I did, I did pause it there. They have added some cool stuff, like they've, you know, they've increased, they've put in the PC ultra textures. They've added the anti-aliasing from the PC. Obviously, the the Series X frame rate plus, where they took it up to sixty frames, still remains, but they've just, for lack of a better phrase, vajazzled everything else in the game to make it look nicer. So you've got high res <laughs> textures in there. It's... And the loading times have been improved. To take advantage. Yes, of yeah, they've taken full advantage of the new SSDs yeah. by recoding the and loading. I, I tell you what, of, of all the next-gen features, when they first announced patches and stuff, look the one that. thing I never thought I'd be so excited to see was faster load times on games. But you become so accustomed to those like super quick SSD loads. I, load I, I commented right? on this the other day, yeah. Chris, because I was talking about the fact that I've been playing a lot more on my PC. And the yeah. first, as much as I've got a beast of a PC, with one of a 3070 graphics card it's just like the loading times are the first thing you notice i've got an ssd in here as well and it's just the difference between the loading times on the pc and the loading times on the xbox under and quick resume as well quick that resume thing is ridiculous bomb, i just uh, yeah exactly i turned it on i turned on back to back for blood last night bang two one second into the game and it's just like, and then I load up City Skylines and I'm sat here for two whole minutes. That's that's my <laughs> life that's dripping by while I'm waiting for something to load. You know, it's, but it is amazing, these the, the, the capabilities of the Series X. Do, and, do you know, you know how... one, one thing on that, 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 that quick resume thing, it, it always amazes me. I forgot this. It's, I, the other day I had a friend come over. We had, I just got a new sofa and we had to load it in, etc. But he'd never seen a Series yeah. X in the flesh. Because, um, you know, you don't just carry it around and show it to people. But it's here, a said, bit oh, big. Check this out. I was like, he actually, he actually commented was, oh, it's smaller than I thought it'd be. I was like, yeah, but check this out. So I unplugged it and handed it to him because it's such a dense console, right? As we discussed mm. before, I was like, check that. And he's like, whoa, she's a know, weighty it's, gal. It's, it's a, th it's a thing, isn't it? I was like, you know about it, right? And um, plugged it back in. Quick resume still works. I'm like, that, that's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. But that's, like, that's that kind of thing. Something else, because when my rig starts 
starts going, I've given a lot of it's running something really graphically hard, then it starts to get really hot. You know, it's like mm. you can start feeling the heat come off it. And still with the Series X, no matter what it's running, you put your hand down there. Maybe if it's been on for a couple of hours, there's a bit of heat, but that thing's like a fridge and you've and it's still silent. It's ridiculous. Sounds like my it... sex life, mate, if I'm honest. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like to say. But it's like, you know, I can hear my fans kicking in and it's like the noise in this room and the heat sometimes yeah. with the PC running, a graphically tough game. is like it's it's really pushing it to its limits. And then you put on your Series X and it's just like, yeah, that, that's easy. How I can do quiet that. that is is beyond yeah, me. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It's the, it's the way they've kept it quiet and they've used yeah. those really high quality fans in there as well. It's, the, um, just yeah, a great like, bit of kit. Well, I, I say about playing Rock Band the other day, I was playing Lego Rock Band and I had to put the 360 on and it was playing on the 360. And I would never have said back in the day the 360 was particularly loud, right? And then and then, then I, I realised that I've been playing the 360 on and, and the noise was there in the background and I'd had to turn the TV up extra loud to cover it. But I realised the whole time my Series X had just been on and sat there and I didn't know it was on because I couldn't hear the thing because it's completely silent and the 360's deafening it compared to it, you know? It's like, yeah, it's, totally. yeah like you say, you appreciate that. But it's good to see that, like, you know, like you say, these PC patches are being moved across and things like that. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I, I don't play Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, as we discussed before the pod, I said, you know, the, the CGI cutscenes always make me go, oh, maybe I should look into that. And I look at it and go, it's really not for me. But that looks great now, to be fair. That it's just really looks good. stunning. I mean, the thing is, my issues with Elder Scrolls Online are more to do with the gameplay mechanics that I have trouble getting onto it. Because when I, I've said this many times before, when I want to play an MMO, my idea, maybe I'm just living in a different world, but MMOs work differently from how I want them to work. When I was a kid and I used to play Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, it's all about getting together with three of your mates, forming a party, maybe some more if you're actually quite popular, you know, but we weren't. There was about four of us, and we used to play d and and you'd make up your character and then you'd go on adventures together as a party and you'd go and do stuff and my dream was always to have a computer game which is what Skyrim is but for one person and when they said you know we're going to have an Elder Scrolls online I'm like just imagine playing Skyrim but you've got three of your mates you've all made different classes and characters and then you go on adventures and it just doesn't work like that it doesn't have the fact that you have the same instance and you can be in a party together and experience dungeons and quests unless some of the bit later raids as a team as an adventuring party and that really frustrates me because that's not what i want i want to play as a party of adventurers going on an adventure but um that's uh, a that's a common problem with all MMOs, yeah, particularly the early thing. on. They put in loads of single-player content, particularly at the start, because they want to teach you the different mechanics of it. So that the biggest problem you find, you you get bored of an MMO within like you know 10 yeah. to 20 hours. And yeah. actually, what you usually find is that all the really good content in MMO is like 40 to 50 hours into the game, maybe more. Yeah. I'm I mean, making like, commitments um, to New World to actually stick with it to get to the higher levels yeah, just so I, mean, I can see that the, end content. It's the problem with a lot of those type of things, isn't it? You know, you have you have to like you've got to spend that time and commit to get to the power level or whatever you want to call it, like division it was gear score, you know, whatever the, the thing is, where you have to you know, and refine your gear so you can take on these tough challenges. But by that point, half your mates have got bored and have jogged on to play That's something. The problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. the whole MMO thing, it's actually it's not play it with your mates, it's play it with some random people online who are as committed as you are. Who become um, you your know, friends. Yeah, you know, New World, you've mm. got to get to level 30 before you even hit the first dungeon. And then I think the level cap on that's 50. 
uh, Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen, something I'm an avid fan on. I've put well over 2,000 hours into. Your first dungeon's at level 15, but actually the good content, the fun stuff, but, is like level 50 and yeah. onwards when you get into the big like 24-man yeah. raids and bits. And it's the yeah. same kind of story with most MMOs. But that's know. fundamentally, as we say, that's the issue because I don't want to play yeah. them on my own. I know that Ritzy, one of our friends, he play, he's been playing Elder Scrolls for a while, but he plays on his own and he's happy to yeah. do that. But I don't. I want to have that experience with my friends and trying to get people committed to play to, for that length of time to get to that content is really difficult. And you know, hopefully, as I say, I also think, mate, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem with when we get old and you have responsibilities as well. Getting everyone yeah. together to commit that time is difficult, you know. Yeah, like, um, yeah it is. Yeah. Try to do Look this. Look it was for us to schedule a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was exactly. just four of us, you know. But but, um, um, but going back to like the Elder Scrolls upgrade, I mean, I have to say, you know, obviously not having been prepared because um, I didn't press read more on the text, that you said, <laughs> so I missed that completely. <laughs> which is the first time. Come on, boys! It nearly. Yeah, a no, year, you, right? no, Alan, you are usually very prepared. To be fair, you are. Usually so very I, I we're going to let it slide. It had all the relevant information. I'll be honest. I'll be It was worth it just for your exactly. <laughs> exactly you know it added, added an extra comedy element so you know it was it, it was you know it's fine and we're talking about it but i have to say looking at what was on screen there again as you said polishing a turd it has to be said all credit to them we've taken a game that started off very basic and now looks up with the current gen it looks absolutely gorgeous not sure it's going to make me want to go in and play it some more but all yeah. credit to them the oh, changes mate, and the upgrades they've made are just phenomenal that that game looks beautiful looks that game is a chrome-plated, highly-shined turd right now. Looks, <laughs> as far as turds go, it looks I amazing. like the fact you'll only go up to, in metals, you'll only go up to chrome. We won't, no, no platinum or gold, no, chrome. Chrome, that's your level. Yeah, you got to start changing the structure of the turd at that point, whereas you can just chrome-plate the turd and it still looks like a turd. It's still a turd. <laughs> so, um, that's, that's all the news we've got for this week. However, as I surf the world of the internet... I came across a couple of interesting things. I just wanted to show you guys. Now, they haven't been prepared for this, so they're, they're very Ooh. short and sharp things. Oh, so that's familiar. Came... I'm used to that now. Not being you are indeed. So the first thing yeah. I came across was the Forza Horizon 5 map. And this yeah. is where I, like. I sent you this. I sent you this. Yeah. You did, yeah, yeah. And I... <laughs> you didn't come across this on the internet. I sent you this. Well, specifically, so what, I, what I came across was the stats that this map is 50% yeah. bigger than the map they used in Forza Horizon 4 of the UK. mad. So yeah, I was, I was just I was just I was just about to say because it's hard to see the comparison because it's just it's it's lines on a on a green map you know so but fifty percent bigger that's pretty impressive because four was, mm. was was I think it was about yeah, the same just... size as number three a little bigger wasn't it yeah, um, yeah. but it was it was a fairly it's, it's a more fairly good sized map um, yeah, and I mean but... I, I I harken back to the old days of Test Drive Unlimited where you could drive across the entire island of Ibiza I love that yep. game. Um, and I look back and I think, oh, it'd be great if they had a map that was that big again. And I always felt like the Forza games didn't quite push on that. But quite frankly, looking at this, it seems like they are starting to push on that kind of scale. Mm. And that you're kind not of worried about now, though, don't you? The Goliath race that will inevitably be at the end of the campaign oh. is going to be a lap of the entire map, and it's going to take time. you like twenty-five minutes to thirty minutes. Time to lap. get those finger exercises in. Yeah, oh, we're going yeah. to strengthen up those fingers so we're not getting cramp. Oh no, yeah. Phil, you've got you've got a paddle set up and you've got a full driving wheel, haven't you? I have indeed, yeah, actually. Yeah, so, so, oh, so, so you yeah. say that Phil's got it easy. Will will be dying on controllers, yeah. and Phil will just be like tap, yeah. tap, tap. 
Yeah. Pedal down, pedal down. Yeah, yes. because for my job, I also spend a considerable amount of time driving, so I'm sort of yeah. attuned to the seating position. Although what I'm never to be happening is halfway through the lap, I'm going to need to go for a pee. So <laughs> you'll just see me pulled over on the side while I've nipped behind a bush. Mate, that, re that reminds me of there was, a, there was an achievement which I never got in a rock band called the Bladder of Steel Award. And the, the thing is, you had to play the whole rock band set list. Like in one go, no pauses, no no fails, nothing. So if you started it and you fail on the last song, the really tough song, tough, you yeah, you, know, you fail it. Or you know, you, if you if you have to run to the loo, like there were literally guides online where if you're doing it as a band, when are the moments that each band member can can run to take a, a toilet break? And depending on the situ which which toilet break situation was, which was the, which was the optimum song to take the break in, and how long you had exactly before your instrument came back. I was but, like, wow, uh, that is um, and that that's super crazy. impressive. One of the things I was just thinking about. About the map there as well though was the fact that we you know we've obviously previously seen the videos of like all the graphical fidelity yeah. and how realistic it looks but one of the things i remember about number four and it's not that much of an issue but kind of like sometimes the transitions between the different areas seemed uh, not quite as smooth because you obviously that's quite compact so there's the yeah, desert area was, um... and there's the forest area and i can't help feeling with a map that's ex exponentially 50 percent bigger their different areas are going to be much more smoothly transitioned you're going up to the snowy region and it will yeah. get slowly more snowy until Hopefully. you fall snow I that, think... that would be something more realistic and definitely something that wasn't uh, wasn't yeah, four yeah seasons, though, though, didn't it like didn't it yeah. literally change yeah, yeah. the seasons wasn't yeah. it, it was change the entire yeah. map basically i love yeah, that i love that i'm hoping that's going to be a number five i really but i doubt it but mm. i think they'll do more regionalized stuff so as yeah. you're going up yeah. to the mountains you'll get that lovely snowy effect and the, the ground definition on the snow so then, instead yeah. of changing each week to a different type of season it'll be the rainy part of the map or the snowy part yeah. of the map that's a nice yeah. idea like yeah that. so i think that's very cool so that was the that was the first cool thing i came across which like ratley said he did i just found out a bit more stats on it now and the second thing i wanted to show you was a little video that i came across now i don't know how long this has been about so this is zelda breath of the wild not a new game by any stretch of the imagination but this is it running on pc mm -hmm. at 8k with ray tracing god doesn't that look good this, but what you're saying is basically this is this is you trying to trying to bully Nintendo into releasing Breath of the Wild on something that isn't the Switch, isn't it? Aha! Uh -huh, you've seen you've seen through my <laughs> thinly veiled attempt at <laughs> suggesting that they should do this. Here's the thing, right? So I'm not a big. I don't like piracy. I'm not a fan of it. I think if somebody makes a good game, I'm going to spend the money. So I'm never going to play this on PC because I'd have to go through downloading an emulator and downloading a ROM, and then Nintendo don't see the benefits of it. So. I just want them to release it on PC looking like this so I can buy it and pay them some money to keep making games like this. So but sadly, the fidelity on the actual video is is not good for, I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but for me, it's it's not great. It's looking actual, okay. But yeah, it's, and I'm, it's, I'm it's, finding it's it hard. It's not doing it justice. I can kind of see the beauty, but I, as you said, it's not really doing it justice. Oh, I, uh, I do apologise. Yes, I, I, I can't really see, but well, I'm interested because I, I'm watching some videos and there's something like Skyrim, let's go back to Skyrim, right, where somebody has done like in the Unreal 5 engine and stuff like this, and yeah. uh, and there was one where they'd done all the, like two and a half thousand mods and it looks amazing, and you put it on and you watch the video and there's a, there, you see the character and the, all the, the enhancements are amazing. The actual detail and everything else in the environment looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. And all you do is you watch 30 minutes of somebody walking. That's all yeah. the video is. Uh, and it doesn't show you anything, any gameplay. Now, I'm actually, uh, at the beginning, it didn't really show anything because the environments on their own look 
great as far as I can see with the quality of the video, but it's quite, it's got a very unique artistic sort of take on yeah, it's, it's almost like that slightly cel-shaded yeah. but and the, the first part of the video the, the, the actual environments almost looked like they were realistic with the cel-shaded person in them so I wasn't sure how it was going to look but to be honest now that I'm talking and it's playing there it, it looks all right I mean uh, it's not, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest you know. and I'm going to I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of yeah. cover what you just did and say it, it looks great it is entirely yeah. relevant because breath of the wild plays superbly and it looks fantastic on the switch it's, yeah. it's stylized to the point it does not need to be 8k it does not need ray tracing it looks great regardless and it plays oh, but superbly. I want it. <laughs> yeah but, but phil, you, but phil you're it. focusing on the wrong thing what you need to do is forget about it being 8k and ray trace you just need to say to, to nintendo you know just 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 off the switch which is never going to happen because nintendo want to sell switches but, but then you can be what you need to do for is buy a bloody play. switch yeah, and then um, you can, then you can do the same as Christmas every week and moan about the controllers. Yeah, yeah. buy a switch and yeah. a pro controller, and then bin the bin the Joy-Con because they're rubbish. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it's um, not like yeah. I'd ever play games out and about anyway. The most I yeah, manage is like a little card game like, on my phone. But the switch is—I'm I'm sorry, but the switch is so good, and I don't play many games on it. But when yeah. there is a game that I want to play on it, and I'm afraid to say it was Diablo three last time, which I can't do now. But it, I, I actually make time at home to play on my handheld mm -hmm. switch rather than my PC or my or my Xbox. Yeah, the games are the great. game speaks for itself. Yeah. It lends itself yeah. to that format. I, I, and I think this is the thing is like Breath of the Wild. I, I'm not that far into it, um, uh, but what I have played is 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 brilliant and mechanically it's really sound. Um, again, Breath of the Wild is, is for me has always been a secondary game. Not that it's not worthy of being a full time game, just because I've been so engrossed in other things that when I've picked up Breath of the Wild, it's been a bit of a time kill or a, you know something else, and then I'll put it down and then not go back to it for months and then come back to it and go, oh, what am I doing again? Uh, you know, but like it's got great mechanics. Like the the game looks beautiful because of the art style. It does not need to be 8K. It doesn't need to be put on PC. It would be nice if Nintendo would do what Sony and Microsoft do and, 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 do and allow the IP port, outside yeah. of the uh, outside of that. Um, it's never going to happen. We've discussed this. I mean, it's massively unlikely to happen. I'm it's sorry, Phil. But, yeah. but, but yeah, Phil, Phil, just do yourself a favor. Buy a secondhand Switch. Go buy one. It can even have knackered Joy-Cons because you don't need them, remember? And buy a Pro, buy a Pro controller, controller and play on the Switch, mate. You you will you will get out of everyone on this podcast. The games lineup on Switch sings to you, mate. Like it does. you should know, be. You guys that's what singing. frustrates me. Then buy it. Don't, don't buy, give one, you buy a secondhand one, or just just give in and say, look, why am I denying myself experiences? Just buy a Switch, man. It isn't going to kill you, it's, and you would benefit so much from it, and you would get so much from it. It's like, you know, I I I. I, I've, I've only owned that face. Look at that face. Yeah, I've made, I've made I own two to. Nintendo consoles. I'm not a Nintendo person. I never had a SNES. You know, I never had an N64. I played I played them like crazy, you know, because my friends had them, but I never had them. But I, I, I love the Switch. It's a anymore. brilliant little machine. It's genuinely a brilliant little machine. Yes, the Joy-Cons are crap. And yes, Nintendo should have fixed it with the with the new update. And they should take responsibility for their crappy Joy-Cons. It's all right. You're but, angry about something else today, Chris. It's good. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, focus but, on something else. But the, the Switch and the games and what Nintendo put out is quality. And you should absolutely own one, mate. It's a, it's a real shame. I, I feel feel bad for you that you don't have one, man, because you would get a lot out of it. It's There's a great loads of content. I really want to play, really play the Xenoblade games. 
I agree with again for the for the fourth time this pod. I totally agree with Chris. It is the Twilight Zone. Is, I've gone swearing and ranting. What if it's it's the it's the podcast? What if we finally moved into an alternate dimension? Phil hosts and Alan and Chris agree on things, which we had our argument last night. We were waiting for back for blood to start up, so I pretty we were just like we were spent, weren't we? So we moved on. So yeah, I agree with Chris. You 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 need to you're doing yourself a disservice by not buying one. The only person you're hurting here is you, mate. At the end of the day. Yeah, I know you're right. You know what? I just wanted to show you that, guys. I was hoping that maybe hoping Nintendo will do it, but I think you're right. I'm going to have to cave and buy a Switch at some point, although not at the moment because they're still not available. Now we are getting to the end of the podcast, and I did have one last thing that was a bit of a discussion. But what I just want, I just want to ask you the question instead, actually. So uh, let me just pop this up. So GamesCon for Xbox, their stream is on the 24th of August. So what I thought is, what's one game? you want to see at that Gamescom stream? Just one thing that you want to see that you'd be very excited to see. Alan, me to go? First. Alan, go Alan. Alan first. Top of my head, first game that comes into my head is Avowed. Good choice. Ooh, yeah. Obsidian. Good choice. Obsidian, I've already said, you know, I'm an Elder Scrolls fan. Um, you know, this is Pillars of Eternity. This is this is Obsidian who are coming in full and hard, far hard. You know, their 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 take on like you know as Outer Worlds, uh, taking on Bethesda in their own game yeah. genres. These are the guys to do it if they're going to get a an Elder Scrolls killer uh, and make a, a great IP that is, has already had a fully developed universe. Just from that tiny trailer we saw at E3, Avowed. I am super excited for this game. I want to get every tiny morsel of information right up until the point that it comes out and uh, I, I'm, I'm absolutely before I've seen anything I know it's going to be good so I want to see something about Avowed I won't because it's too soon but I want to see something about Avowed awesome Chris what do you want to uh, say so on one me. thing I'm, I'm still holding out hope for and I'm hoping will come along because um, if you if you follow the Gears community we had the uh, Gears 1, 2, 3 soundtracks drop recently back onto Spotify streaming with all new artwork um by by the wonderful luke priest who's a fantastic artist um uh and uh and i'm just hoping that it's like the precursor to the precursor of the announcement of the phoenix collection you know the, the gears original gears trilogy the remaster remastered. of everything uh, yeah like properly redone you know full series x upgrade you know the whole nine yards you Fix know all the gameplay issues because they play horrendously on back compat well, I, mean, I think that's a bit harsh. They, they play like Gears. They, did. Gears, yeah, some of it has aged. But I mean, there's a certain there's a certain element in Gears Three which needs which has always been bad and needed to be fixed. It's bad game design, but there is a, you know the ways around it. But um, I think they, 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 I would love to see them just like bring that into the Gears Five engine, or maybe maybe now they wait till it's Unreal Five. I don't know, but like I just want to, I, I want them to say they're they're doing it. You know, I'd love to see that yeah. announcement trailer of of seeing you know the the old school like gears come back and that. and then that's and that's not to say that I'm hating on gears four and five because I've I've had a blast with them, um you know uh, I I've never been too keen on the multiplayer in the more modern we, ones. I was never big up. on the multiplayer in the first yeah. place. We yeah. grew up with that gears one to four, didn't we? That you know those were our but, video well, game I mean, grow grow up. Yeah. I mean that that's you know <laughs> yeah okay. maybe a wrong choice of wording, but yeah. you know that was our generation. In terms of gears, when ge gears growing up, yeah, we we were there at the beginning. We were there at the, the yeah. four times. You know, um, you know it was it was our it was our introduction to gears, and, that, and those characters hold a special play, you know, place in like I. I I want to see Delta Squad, like the old Delta Squad with Dom back in and, you know, and, and re-experience yeah. that trilogy again. It's probably also fueled by the fact that Mass Effect Trilogy Remaster was so such a, 
a success and, and look great. I'd love to see them come out and say, yep, Phoenix Collection, here's Gears 1 to 3, you know, in super, like, 4K, and, and do more than, than EA did, you know, properly, you know, remaster it. You don't, have, don't change what Gears is, just, just, just fix the little niggles here and there. Take um, five and mm-hmm. make it into one, two, and three. Well, somewhere some, somewhere yeah. between Mass Effect and Resident Evil 2 Remake. Mm. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in the middle ground where you've, you've sorted out some of the quality of life issues that, are a bit, that yeah. aren't quite there for the modern generation of games. Up those graphics to modern standards. And yeah. I think that finally we might have a happy Chris. I no, I, I, I'd, be, I'd be happy if they just re-released the <laughs> graphics, truthfully. Like, um, you know, but yeah, it would be nice to see them sort of address a few of the issues. Um, but I don't want to see what I don't want to see them do though is go back to it and reintroduce all the Gears Five That's weapons and things like that, no. which they wouldn't do because it wouldn't fit the timeline. But you know, it would it would just be weird. So I'm happy to see yeah. you know what we're getting, and um, I, I'm super excited for it. I mean, but I, do, I will say this: if we get the Phoenix Collection, I would want like Gears Two Horde, Gears Three Horde. I would want them as they were, the full package, yeah, not just the campaign stuff. Yeah. Because because unlike say Mass Effect, where the multi, multi the player in three multiplayer in three was fun, but like it wasn't Ultimately like the core of what life. made that game whereas yeah. whereas horde in gears of war is is a fundamental th- part of gears of I, war. I think as a template the halo master chief collection for yeah. the gears of war franchise Bingo. is where we need to be yeah. we can yeah. see how, how, how much you could do that halo toggle. master chief collection has done <laughs> to to that whole ip of games and mm. how much of an audience it still has even in the new generations that have come since their releases that's what the the mcc has do you know done. what it so amazes me like for, Talk about MCC when you see people say no one cares about Halo anymore. It's, it's like, rubbish. It's nonsense. Absolutely. I mean, no one plays Halo. It's like I played Reach again the other day with Luke well, a couple of weeks ago, and I I've forgotten how phenomenally good Reach is as a game. Like, forget yeah, it. Like, is. You know, it's not yeah. one. It's so good. The campaign is awesome, but but you go online, you play the multiplayer games, there's never any waiting for lobbies. There's always people on there, and high-level people, mid-level people, and new people. There's still people being introduced to that franchise because of MCC every single day, and that's what it does, and that's what Gears needs. needs It'd be lovely to have that for Gears as a Gears player. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I thoroughly agree. So for me, do you know, there's a lot of games I'm looking forward to, but then due to our little... Chris's little rant about Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> what I would like to see, I want to see more about Perfect Dark because clearly yeah. we're not going to get a Splinter Cell. So this yeah. is Microsoft's opportunity to just take that little crown and move it across. Mm, that'd be if they do a third-person action stuff, which you know, Perfect Dark basically mm. fits into that category. It does um, you know that? And they're just going from a male protagonist to a female protagonist, you know. But and Perfect Dark always had all the tech in there anyway. I think mm. they could do something really fantastic good chat, with that. And I want to see some more about that. And I want to see if there's a chance that actually maybe Microsoft are going to fix our Ubisoft problem and they're going to give us Splinter Cell. What we need to do is get, is get Sam Fisher to voice... Uh, sorry, um, Michael Ironside to voice Joanna Dark. That's what it is. That'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's very new world of you, at, that one, Chris. You know, it's very uh, in acceptance, you know, after uh, Cyberpunk's many options on there. That's uh, controversial. I'd definitely be in for that. I, I, I'd buy Perfect Dark with Michael Ironside voice in the, the lead you know what? protagonist. You know what? Add on DLC. That's how they need to do it. Because it's going to freak a few people out. Go, but go back, it's Michael Ironside voicing everything is what we need. That's, I was just about to say, that's one of the things last night for playing Back for Blood very quickly, because I know we're just we're wrapping up, but we're playing Back for Blood. What was it the first thing we said? There's the guy talking in the background telling you stuff. And it was like, he was budget Michael Ironside. He yeah. kind of just sounded a bit like my Michael Ironside. It's just brilliant. Love it. Fantastic. Yeah. So, yes, we are at the end of the podcast. It's been a bit of a long It's one. a long one. 
But it's what a shocker. Phil, Phil wants to Apologies for the sweary rant. I will say that. Apologies for the sweary rant. I'm just knocking stuff over as well. Oh dear. Yeah. But, well, but, but Ubisoft deserve that, in my opinion. At this oh, point, so Ubisoft deserve it. That they do. Well, on that note, it's a bye from Alan. Oh, I've been awesome. And you might have been as well. Goodbye. <laughs> it's a bye from Chris. Alan's been awesome. And you might have been as well. Who knows? And that's a bye from me. So bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Ciao.